Talk Live. Welcome to the show. Phone number for you if you want to join us here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up are young people moving away from social media. Not buying it. We'll get into that. Coming up here tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And Conan. But the three of us all had the same story in show prep here tonight. Uh, and it is about a $450,000 birthday party. We will uh, get into that immediately. because we always. I hate that me. headline, though, because it's so misleading. It is. We'll get into the details on it. The, the rules, we don't have a lot of rules here on Free Talk Live, but one of them is if we all bring the same story without ever, we don't talk before the show about what we're going to talk about. Uh, that's an indicator we should definitely cover that story. So let's jump into and, that. And the number two rule is that we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's correct. That's the name of the show after all. Yep, all you got to do is call in to join us here at 603-283-6160. I don't know which one of y'all has the, the $450,000 story. I have one from BBC News. Pulled up. I can put mine up. I don't know who it's from. Why don't you jump into it, Conan? U.S. man it. wins $450,000 lawsuit after unwanted office birthday party. The plaintiff, Kevin Burling, claims that the unwanted 2019 birthday party at Gravity Diagnostics caused him a series of panic attacks. Oh, my God. (laughs) How old is this guy? I don't know yet. Mr. Burling's lawsuit alleged that the company discriminated against him based on a disability. The company has denied any wrongdoing, of course. I'm not going to say it's impossible that this person just can't stand being the center of attention and it gives them anxiety so they have to leave and deal with their breathing into a paper bag or whatever it is people do when they have panic attacks. These these people exist, especially nowadays with all these these youngsters with their uh, safe spaces and whatnot. But how many uh, people who claim to have social anxiety disorder or whatever this would be called actually have it? And how many others are just like manifesting those conditions because it, they, it, they want to feel special. Well, oh, victimhood mm-hmm. is a, definitely a thing that's going on in this country for sure. But usually these people get picked out. I mean, usually the boss and co-workers are like, hey, you know what? Joe over there is uh, he's a little nervous. He's, in, he's a little twitchy and a little nervous. Uh, we, we like to give him his distance. You know, because uh, you know we were, you know, this is a workplace. We're all trying to be friendly, and uh, let's let's not, you know, apply any pl- practical jokes to him or whatnot, or to, you know, let's not surprise the guy because he's apt to, you know, throw his coffee cup or drop it. I guess they didn't take him seriously, huh? When he was telling them, "Hey, I don't want this birthday party." If he, in fact, actually warned them ahead of time, like he says that he did, hmm. the company says no wrongdoing. But okay. let's let's see. According to the lawsuit filed in Kentucky. In Kentucky's Kenton County, Mr. Burling, who suffers from anxiety disorders, disorders, plural, had asked his manager to not celebrate his birthday at work as it normally does for its employees, as it could potentially result in a panic attack and would bring back uncomfortable childhood memories. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what did, did, yeah, what happened yeah, to mo- his birthday? Yeah, most, yeah, most people... Unless they're getting old and they don't want to celebrate because they don't want to be reminded how mm-hmm. old they are. Most people like their birthdays. Sure. So how many people have had uh, disastrous, in-your-face, panic, atta- uh, panic attack-inducing birthday parties in their life? I, I can't think of many. Well, I, I just, I'm not this panic attack person. I, and I, it still hasn't said how old he is yet, right? Even though it is a story about his birthday. It must say it in there at some point. I hope so. I'm guessing he's millennial or unless generation. They, unless they're not trying to be ageist. And yeah. that's, and, or maybe that would cue us into what's actually the problem. This is a, a young 20-year-old mm-hmm. straight out of college. 
um, you know, that would really uh, be evident of the problem in this country. But this is if this is some 50 year old, that'd be a different question altogether. I mean, I do remember there was one birthday I had when I was pretty young. I was definitely a child. And I remember crawling along the floor for whatever purpose, because kids do that, and uh, slipped somehow and busted my chin open and had to get stitches. Um, At your your birthday party. I'm pretty sure it was my birthday in that particular case, but no big deal. Right, right, right. Everything's okay. (laughs) It wasn't traumatic or anything. You know, kids fall off skateboards or whatever all the time. Kids are always busting open. Maybe knee, he maybe he never got presents, elbows and things like that. He never got presents, but Could all his be. but all his friends did, and he would go to school and they would rag on him. It's like, would your pay, would your poor ass parents get you, Burling? Yeah, it would be interesting if if that were revealed in this story because it like, doesn't even reveal the guy's name. It the mentions one. it in this one. His, his last name. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Start right at the first sentence. Kevin. I think. Yeah. Okay. Kevin Burling. Despite, uh, excuse me, despite Mr. Burling's request, the company which conducts COVID-19 tests, why did they throw that in there? Threw him a surprise mm. party in August 2019, triggering, triggering a panic attack. He quickly left the party and finished his lunch in his car. The lawsuit notes that Mr. Burling was confronted and criticized at a meeting the following day where he was accused of stealing his co-worker's joy. What? He's 29 years old, by the way. And being a little girl. <laughs> So that makes him a millennial then, right? Uh, yes. 20, yeah. yes, he's right in he's right in the middle yeah. of the, the the millennial pack. The tense meeting prompted a second panic attack it's, after which the company sent him home for the remainder of 8th uh, 8 August and 9 August. You're definitely going to end up in HR, right? If you tell one of your male employees that they're acting like a little girl. <laughs> I don't this is 2019. You think this HR already knows all this stuff already. Wait, this was 2019 yeah. or this yeah, this happened in 2019. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's, now it's getting through the courts is, is yep, what the yep. news is. Okay. On, a, on the 11th of August, Gravity Diagnostics fired him, citing concerns about workplace safety. His mm-hmm. lawsuit alleged that the company discriminated against him because of a disability and unfairly retaliated against him for asking that his request be accommodated. If I were ever hiring somebody, and you know I don't like the idea of employee relationships at all generally but if I were ever in hiring I would have on the little questionnaire it's probably illegal to do this right there's certain <laughs> questions you can't ask maybe uh, maybe not yet do but you it's... suffer from anxiety or panic attacks and anyone that answered yes to that I'd throw that application right out actually I think that is illegal yeah probably I think is. I think you can't ask about a, a, a <laughs> medical a, a, an employee's medical conditions yeah. But yeah, but I but there there will be a way to work that in there to figure out these mm-hmm. who these people are and to stop hiring them because you're destroying your company's people. These people are seriously these are the same ones who who immediately get into to some position of power and or mm-hmm. at least having their voice heard and they're immediately like, well, why don't you guys have this policy in place that that protects and creates safe spaces and da 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 and and before you know it, the, the company's in, in tatters. Twitter. Hello, Twitter. Well, yeah, maybe there's some uh, creative ways you could ask questions that would be illegal that would still reveal that. Like, do you feel the need to be in a safe space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? How many minutes a day do you need to be in your safe space in order to, to, to accomplish a good work yeah. day? After a two-day trial at the end of March, the jury awarded him $450,000, including Jeez. including $300,000. Is this on top of the four fifty? dollars I'm sorry. So it's including $300,000 for emotional distress and $150,000 in lost wages. I so, mean, worst case scenario, it was a tacky thing to do to throw a party for somebody that supposedly made it clear that they didn't want that to happen. Here's my question. Right? Are they still doing it? 
are his birthday parties out the window. That's the, see, see the, not yeah. not only do these people destroy the company, but they destroy everyone else's good time. Right. No wonder they call it. What do they say? So they called him a little girl, and what do they Party say? Pooper. A ste- <laughs> stealing his co-workers' joy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the oh B- man. The BBC has contacted Gravity Diagnostics Diagnostics and and the attorney representing the firm for comment on the outcome of the lawsuit. Mm. The company's chief operating office office, Julie. Brazil told local news outlet Link in NKY the Gravity Diagnostic stands by its decision to terminate Mr. Burling, whom she said whom she said violated a workplace violence policy. Huh. Quote, my employees were the victims in this case, not the plaintiffs, she says, adding that the company is challenging the verdict and is mulling an okay. appeal. So I'm thinking he was throwing stuff around. I think he was getting irate. Mm-hmm. So he, he had his two days off. Or I'm sorry, they... The article I had says that he went to go have his lunch out in his car or something like that yeah, during then, the party. Yeah, and then he was and then he was confronted the next day mm-hmm. by administration, and then he was given two days off, and then they decided to fire him. I'm thinking he got a little crazy, and I mean, I, there's no other reason why you would do that unless he was. I mean, why would you? All right, kid, you're Kevin. You're a party pooper. Take a day off. I'm not, but w- yeah. but why else? But why would I fire you for you know unless you were. You know, going acting off, out. acting out, going yeah. off the uh, out the deep end. I don't know. That's I wouldn't it. want to hire such a person. It's hard. To, it's hard to pick these people out anymore. They they hide in the shadows. There's more coming up here. If you want to weigh in on this situation, do you think this guy deserves four hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a poorly planned birthday party? Something that probably shouldn't have happened, but really, is is your anxiety attack worth half a million dollars? 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here and bring up whatever you want at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian. Aria. And Conan. Don't forget, you can join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we have there. Thank you to Joseph Scholl, by the way, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of our AMPS program. It's a Patreon that you can join as well. Joseph is silver level, which means he's doing five bucks a month over at amps.freetalklive.com. AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. It's a way for you to help us get the ideas of freedom onto more great radio stations around the country. And uh, you get some cool perks if you join up over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Again, thanks, Joseph. For joining up over there, we've got over 80 people supporting us on that Patreon now, so thank you. And again, it's uh, only five bucks a month. You could do more if you want, though, and you get some cool perks at amps.freetalklive.com. Conan, we're talking about this guy, Kevin Burling, uh, who apparently turned 29 in, I guess, well, I guess he's 29 now, but in 2019, he was a couple years Mm -hmm. younger. Were you able to find any postings social media postings no, from this guy couldn't find even, the guy even I mean, a I, picture i didn't look real close is he, all, a, is he all tatted up and all pierced up there's at least no. like a, <laughs> there's several you know Kevin those Berlin's those are the bad ones aria that's what they tell me anyways anyway well, they're the ones that are not likely to have a panic attack over a over a birthday party. because they find they find other outlets to to release their uh the depressions right Presumably. <laughs> so he had himself a panic attack, supposedly, when they threw a birthday party for him at his uh, office. 
when he had specified to the management or at least one manager that he would not like to have any kind of birthday celebration. And the manager claimed he forgot that and they went ahead and threw the party for him anyway. He freaked out, apparently left the building, spent an hour in his car trying to recover from the panic attack and then uh, proceeded to have another one the next day after he was questioned about the behavior, filed a lawsuit. See, and- that's the part that I don't believe. That's a debilitating level of anxiety and panic attacks. If if two of your superiors or your supervisors confronting you about your behavior at work is enough to trigger a panic attack, then you can't function in American society and you need to be on disability or something. There's no way this guy has anxiety that's so bad that two people talking to him will trigger a panic attack. I, I'll give you birthday parties, dude. Of being the center of attention for a dozen people or whatever. Yeah, but Fine. what but what precedent does that lead to if all you have to do to get disability and, and get the rest of your life off getting a check is to just throw a temper tantrum? Well, I don't think and, anyone should get disability. Mm, oh, well, I, I'm, right. All right, thank you, because that's where I was going with that. I don't believe in it either, and I think that it's I think it's a problem. I think, and I think just the, the fact that it is an option in this country is why more and more people are jumping on this wagon. Well, yeah, of course. The sad thing is because of the litigiousness of the society, it's like you can't hire these people because they are a, a, they're just a liability. And, and so, but if you don't hire them, then you're discriminating. And if you don't all hire the stupid them, laws that are in place, if they can't get a job, then they're going to go on welfare. You know, so it's like it's a messed up it's, circumstance, all created by the government. Yeah, it's a, it, it is a clown world. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, by the way, he was unanimously unanimously awarded a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar verdict against the company. Well, I, we, and we also determined this was a Kentucky jury. These yes. are these are you're supposed Americans. to be the Americans. I know, like roughnecks, yeah. and they gave this fool this amount of money. Uh, there's a breakdown here in this story that I've got. Uh, apparently, it was one hundred twenty thousand dollars in lost wages and benefits, thirty thousand dollars in future wages. Hold, hold on, two years. Yeah, it's not even two years, and he's making that much salary. What kind of job are we talking about? This well, that's only like sixty thousand a year, year, right? Sounded like a technical position. Gravity diagnostics it sounds that, like a technical. These job. panic attacks did not prevent him from getting a new job. And we don't know that. He might he claim that. But the, but even if he does, that's not the fault of the company. Sure. So not. why why did he get lost wages? Thirty thousand in future wages, and for quote past, present, and future mental pain and suffering, mental anguish, embarrassment, humiliation, mortification, and the loss of self esteem. Three hundred thousand dollars. Is anyone going to inform him that he did all of that to himself? Like, if he has no self-esteem, if he's mortified at his own behavior, yeah. then that's an issue he should be addressing. Take some of this money and hire a therapist. You make a great point, Arya, and that is something that people just do not understand, that you are in control of how you feel. Yes. You are in control of how you respond to a circumstance. And what you do later on and in that moment about it in your head is all up to you. But it's so common for people to blame others for how they feel. It is. It's almost universal. People say things like, oh, you made me so mad and stuff like that. No, no, I didn't make you anything. Your response to what I did was anger. But that, that response is under your control. I can't make you feel anything. Well, it goes back to victimhood's, uh, uh, the social structure that we've, that's been created to that you can do no wrong and it's always someone else's fault whether it's your ancestors and or your neighbor and or putin and or any or trump 
You know, everyone is everyone else is to blame and everyone else is the cause of your sorrows except you. Mm-hmm. And that's not how it works. That's not how this life works. I've heard I've heard it described as the locus of control that you are essentially putting that outside of yourself. Locus as uh, in a bug locus? Loc not that would be a locust. Okay, what did you say? Locus, L O C U S. Like okay. the Buddhist term, right? I, I I don't know where it comes or from. Tantric, but, I guess, not Buddhist. But the idea being that no, it is yours. Now you can pretend like it's outside of you, but it's ultimately you. You make these decisions. You're just not conscious of it. You are you're responding to stimuli around you, and you're acting as though the external stimuli is you, yep, yep. and is is creating who you are. And it's just such a weak uh, position to be coming from. But the sad thing is, so many people exist in this way, and that's why you get a unanimous verdict in favor of this person. They yep, do exist that way. That makes them incredibly easy to be manipulated by mm-hmm. the government. Yeah, and this, this if goes... they can make you feel fear or whatever emotion, they will, and they will exploit that to cause certain behavior behavior from you because they, you're they not controlling need, your emotions they need victims that's how they that's mm-hmm. how they rule but this goes hand in hand with the the theory of not the theory but the the, the the you know projection people who project their their fears and their inabilities and their their disabilities on everyone else around them usually you can figure out a person's weaknesses by by what they spend their days talking about all the time yeah you know what laws? What laws do you want to pass? Ah, uh, we need more roundabouts. We need more traffic lights. That are you know you know uh, less guns and whatnot. Usually, these are usually the people who uh, would would probably use a gun if they had one. You talking about this guy? I'm talking about people who project their mm-hmm. their inabilities on the rest of the world around them. They mirror their own disabilities on everyone else, and it's sad that they're dragging us all down with them. Yep, really Mr. Is. Burling's attorney, Tony Bulcher, no fun allowed. told the BBC that there was absolutely no evidence that he posed a threat, this is Kevin, Mr. Burling, a threat to anyone at gravity that would warrant being fired. Quote, he had a panic attack, that is all. And because Why repre- can't they just fire you because they don't approve of your behavior while at work? Because now that's a medical disability, you're not allowed to do that. And because representatives from Gravity Diagnostics did not understand his panic response and were unnerved by his response, they assumed he was a threat, Mr. Butcher said, assuming that people with mental health issues are dangerous without any evidence of any violent behavior is discriminatory. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And you should have a right to discriminate in a supposedly free country. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Yep, it is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open. If you want to join the show, you're invited. 
The number is 603-283-6160. If you want to comment on this guy with a $450,000 award for basically being mad about a birthday party he didn't want to have, you're welcome to weigh in. Maybe you've got a similar story from the workplace about some person that is just absolutely intolerable to work with because they oh, always are having panic attacks. <laughs> I, I yeah uh, be, before you my, can relate to this yeah when I worked at my old job it it was the pizza job yeah there there were a few employees that I was very glad that I was no longer really working there that mm-hmm. I didn't have to deal with them it's it's insane how some of these and you're right in that you can't fire these people right like even even the one who decided they were going to come out as trans and put absolutely no effort into transitioning whatsoever they were just going to declare themselves to be trans and that was going to be it couldn't fire them even though you have another trans employee that you can point to and say hey look no my my right hand girl here is trans and we're clearly not transphobic it's so mm. risky that, I mean, just having that characteristic of saying, I'm trans, or I have a mental illness, or I have anxiety, not only do they become unemployable, I mean, in, in any real world, someone like that would not be employed, because they're useless as an employee. Hmm. But you also can't fire them, because they'll just sue you. But we, the problem is, is we have such a shortage in this country right now at this moment. Of workers, you mean? Of workers, period. That it's, uh, employ- yeah, but if the government are, wasn't paying them, that wouldn't happen. I don't. I don't know. I think some employees, employers out there, know exactly what we're talking about, and they're refusing to hire some of these knuckleheads. And so there's a shortage. Mm. I know, uh, my, at my place of work, uh, the last three people who have come in and tried to work, what do what I do, couldn't hack couldn't it. hack it. In fact, one dude was found crying at the side of the road. <laughs> Good lord, man! What do you do? It's hard, but I mean, it's <laughs> but I mean. And and my boss is a softy, mm-hmm. but I've, even she over the years, we've been working on her, mm-hmm. Lori. We're talking about you. We've been working on strengthening her, you know, toughening her up to make to to make to give her the uh, the uh, to make it so that she doesn't bring these softies, other softies, into the, our workplace mm. and just basically waste a whole lot of training, right? A whole lot of administrative training, yeah, and a lot of money because that's that's money out of my pocket. I, sure, it, it's thousands of dollars to train some of these people sometimes, yep. and then they walk away. Yeah, and that's it. No, Money man, down the drain. Be, be tougher. At, at, be tougher. But at the same time, I'm, what I'm what I'm saying is, there's a, there's such an amazing shortage right now, and part of it is, you know, that the uh, the government is still paying these people to not work. But I don't know still? how it's, it's, they still are in some in some places. Mm-hmm. I'm sure in the cities. But I mean, but where are the rest of these people at? I know, and uh-huh. I know, I know some of them. I know because I. I deliver the mail. I know who you are. I know who you, who you work with and sleep with, and where, you know all of this stuff. I'm the mailman. <laughs> I know all the young people who have gone back to their parents. I, I, I deliver to a very kind of a wealthy, kind of a crunchy, mm-hmm. a hipster, not hipster, what's the word I'm looking for? Yuppie, a yuppie town. A lot of, I know a lot of older people retired have had their kids move back in with them in the past yeah, two years. Yeah, because sure, it's getting expensive. And I don't know that these kids are working. I think they're just living, living at mom and dad's. Mom and dad. I think you're probably right. I mean, being trans, if I owned a business and- I was hiring people. If a trans person came in there, I would be very unlikely to hire them. Just knowing what I do of how trans people are portrayed on social media and in media, I I wouldn't want to risk my business hiring such a person. Job application question. Do you consider yourself part of the collective? (laughs) That's a good one. All right. Can you discriminate based on politics? 
I don't know. Well, I don't know what all the stupid rules are. That you, can you can only can discriminate do. against an individual, right? Uh, uh, well, isn't that the whole idea behind the discrimination policies? Is that ultimately they're trying to discriminate against you because of what some group? No, did? if you can't discriminate against race, then that's a whole group. You can't discriminate against an individual on the basis of race. Gen- so Correct. gender, yeah, it's about so individuals. Race, gender. You know, those are those are things you can't discriminate against. There's a few and, things. I don't remember what they all are, but yeah, those are included. So you're discriminating against them for not being an individual, right? <laughs> so you so you by definition can't discriminate against them because they're not an individual. You're communist. All right, that's it. That's an interesting yeah, way to go about it. Well, let's let's take that one to court. And if see they say <laughs> that they, you know they're part of the collective or whatever, it's like, oh, okay, you're a Borg. Yeah, we we don't hire automata here. Thank you. Yeah, the good news is if you can avoid hiring them in the first place, they're not as likely to be able to sue you because you don't owe them the job. Yeah, at that but that's point. I go back to my original premise. That's the problem. You got employers who are scrounging, man. They're at the bottom of the bucket. They yeah, need something. They're desperate. And you got a whole new generation, especially the millennials. I don't know that we might find out that the Zoomers. There might be hope for the Zoomers. Yeah, you think but, the pendulum the, is swinging back towards responsibility for them? There is a pendulum, okay. And it and this is what pendulums do. They do swing back mm-hmm. and forth. And uh, I think I think it might be going in that direction. It has to, and especially if you start leaning, getting into eighty years cycle. Uh, you know, weak men create hard times. And there's only there's only you can only go so far down in the bottom of the bucket, and you're going to have to dig yourself back up again. There's going to be a golden age, again. Uh, but there's going to be some, there's going to be a good decade of uh, pain and suffering, and I think that's exactly what we're in right now. And we're starting to feel the that we're starting it's starting to get crunchy. We got a caller on the line here. I think it is our uh, co-host Mark Edge. Mark, are you there? Weak men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. That's right. Good times create weak men. This is absolutely a pattern that has held true throughout history for a very long time. And um, I I love this story. The Mongols, uh, actually, I probably should say Saracen horse riders, just talked about the steppe people. Um, They conquered China multiple times, Chinese cities and multiple times. And they would often last for a generation or two, and then be driven out and their people killed and all that good stuff. And the reason is um, because they were, you know, hardy step people, whereas their children were a bunch of silk clad babies who never figured out what it was like to rule or anything like that. To, to so fight, to fight, doing, to fight for anything. Right. What they began doing is taking their kids. This is about the time of uh, Genghis Khan. Uh, they began taking their kids and sending them out to the steppe to be raised, and then they would bring them back to rule. Um, so it's an interesting uh, problem that's faced uh, civilizations for a very long time, and I do feel like modern, um, you know, benefits the you know, the, little, the little television that we hold in our hand constantly. Um, you know, all these great things have made us weak and in a way unprepared for creating a great nation that will have to compete at some point against the nation that's going to rise against us. And China is kicking out 10 uh, engineers for every one American engineer. And I'd be willing to bet that those American engineers wouldn't be, uh, you know, are actually, the, they're coming from American universities, but I'll bet they're not actually American. Hmm. Uh, paid for see, by paid always, for by American taxpayers, by the way. That's always been what America was supposed to be about, though. By being the land of the free, it was supposed to attract yeah. engineers from other countries who were like, "Hey, you know, I want to go to America and 
you know, actually be rewarded for my engineering ingenuity. Yeah, as long as they a stay great, here, that's that a, that's great. actually a great thing. But they a lot of them don't. They go right back to their countries, and they and their and their countries benefit. Well, from, they don't come here to learn engineering. What do you mean? The xenophobia um, doesn't help us. I agree, one hundred percent. America isn't welcoming, but I can't change that. Right? Like, I, there's nothing I can do to make America more welcoming. Other people could, but not me. And um, all I'm saying is TikTok, the bell tolls. And it tolls for America and everything that we have, you can be look, you can look at it historically. It's coming. Being in America inside the next several decades, isn't going to be a really great place. That wall that Trump wanted to build, it's going to be used to keep the Americans from trying to escape to south of the border. Sure. I I think that's a narrow way of looking at things. I think the Chinese people, they, they probably have 10 phone salesmen for everyone in America too. I think you're pointing to engineering. We don't, do we need that many engineers? I mean, honestly, <laughs> the more engineers you have, the better off you are. No, um, no, not, not all engineers are the same. We're talking no, software engineers or mechanical engineers. I don't think Mark's wrong about this. Uh, stand by here. Uh, we'll continue gotta... here in moments with Mark calling us from probably Florida. The number is 603-283-6160. I was recognizing the number. That's how I knew it was. 603-283-6160. America is definitely in this weak status, as you were describing, Conan, with the good times create weak men. America's been having good times for a long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's not going to be good soon, it looks like. It is Free Talk Live. The phones are open. You can join us. Number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian, Aria, and Conan. And, of course, you can join us online anytime. Head over to social.freetalklive.com. Interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. Some of the hosts are there as well. It is a lot like Twitter, just without the evil mega corporation. It's our server. We run the software. Wait, we're the evil mega corporation? No, no, no. Unlike Twitter, the evil. Without. Our server does not have the evil mega corporation. It is run by us, controlled by us. And so you've got way more freedom to speak over at social.freetalklive.com. Again, social.freetalklive.com. We're talking about the good times create weak men thing. Uh, Conan, you brought it up. Mark's uh, revealed the the full thing. It's like a four-part uh, saying. And so the, the next phase is that uh, weak men create hard times. No, uh, is that what it is? Uh, hard times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. No, hard times create strong men. Yeah, correct. Hard times. Right. That's where that, that and that's where we're going. Yeah. And it's probably going to be. It's going to and it's going to have to be a combination of you know Generation X, Millennials, and Zoomers are going to pick up the slack. Have to step it's, up. it's going to be this, especially the Zoomers who are going to pick up the slack. They're going to be the ones who are going to, and they're going to, and they're going to suffer the hardest too. By the way, I just don't agree, man. I think that Mongols aside, there is a long, long tradition of generations saying, "Oh, the next generation is just crap." That's that's how it works, though. That's that is the way that it works. But it doesn't matter which generation you're talking about. Boomer said the same thing about Gen X. Gen X said it about millennials. Millennials are saying it about Gen no, Z. No, no, no. Gen X never gets talked about. I don't think this is about generations. <laughs> and and millennials don't this. talk about Gen Z. Come on, the millennials are too big, crying, wetting their diapers, See, that's and exact, crying in their. I've got three Gen X people talking talking s about millennials. Boomers, but no, you're right. Boomers you're right. complain about millennials. <laughs> millennials and boomers hate each other. They don't even know well, Xers I, and Zoomers exist. 
See, Gen I, X I likes to pretend you. that they get ignored all the time, but here we have three Gen X people who are doing exactly the opposite. I don't know. I don't know how this. I, go- I would agree that um, you know that the, the seniors always pick on the juniors, the juniors always pick on the sophomores, and the sophomores always pick on the freshmen, and that there seems to be a, a particular relationship between the boomers and the millennials and the Xers and the Zoomers. And I think the reason is is because those are their children. Right. Like the boomers had the millennials and the um, Gen Xers had the uh, Gen Z. I would agree with that. Um, I would agree. With I'm that, looking Mark. at a Gen Z right now. That is uh, the fruit of my loins. <laughs> and, you know, frankly, I really worry about the world that's populated with those those be- beings. Right. Like uh, at this point, you know, <laughs> it's just not not figuring it out. You know, but, in, in you the know, old hey. in the old days, Mark, it's you were looking to, you were looking forward to that kid taking care of you in your old age. Is it, you think that's right. do you think any of that's going to happen? <laughs> well, I th- I'm working really hard to make uh, hard times for that uh, young man, just so that he has what it takes to uh, move forward. You know, this I know the secret. Right? Th- this isn't a new idea to me. I've always this has always been floating in the back of my head, and so I was a little hard on my kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike her friends, who had Easy Street all the way, every she's a Zoomer. Mm-hmm. She they, her yep. friends had Easy Street, and I was always hard on the kid. I had her out there doing chores and working. And when she messed up, I never I spanked her once and realized it didn't work. Mm. So I did I tried other things like like PT, which was which is physical training, mm-hmm. jumping jacks and running around the block and whatnot. I think she I think she's holding a grudge against me right now because of all that. <laughs> didn't she run away and like go join a commune in Vermont? Or she's something? off doing something in Vermont <laughs> with the with the hippies. And she won't talk to me. But wait, I don't understand how this became a conversation about generations. The reality is hard times are going to affect everyone sucking air in this plot of land. Yeah, but, some, yeah, but, but who's some, responsible for creating the hard times? But some, ge- some generations are going to suffer harder than others. The boomers, they're just not going to... Yep. The boomers aren't going to have retirement homes because they won't exist by the time they're finally able to you know, go that route. But they're, they're going to live all right. They got all the money. They got mm-hmm. the pensions. The pensions still exist. Zoomers, we're not going to get no pensions, no Social Security, and it's going to be even worse for the Zoomers. Well, I can explain it better how it became a conversation about um, generations because rather than saying hard times create strong men or whatever just replace times with generations yeah or re- men with generations so, yeah hard I, times create I, I a strong generation I think that there's, a, there's a certain amount of uh, uh, navel gazing when it goes to the uh, the baby boomers I mean frankly what group of people had it better historically prior to the baby boomers than the baby boomers. I mean, these people had everything given to them from, by a historical standard. Mm-hmm. What and age group are we talking about? What is, about? what is a boomer? The boomers? Um, Over 65? Are, something like that? Uh, yeah. But like, uh, Basically, the guys are retiring to, uh, right now. 60 days. B- yeah, uh, Biden, so say, Biden yeah. is a silent generation, so everyone younger than him. Is silent generation the same as the greatest generation or... I'm not no, really the sure. silent generation is the um, the generation that came after World War II. So, okay. um, they were up right up to World War II. So they were children when World War II was occurring. My mother is silent generation. She's eighty-one. I see. So, greatest the so-called greatest generation came before silent generation. Right, the greatest generation picked up arms and uh, you know gave it to the, the 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 Hun, as it were. And they were the ones who went through the depression, correct? Uh, the silence. The, the silence were kids yeah. when it happened. 
Here's right. my issue with the generation thing, though, is that, you know, it's probably true that on average, the baby boomer generation had it better than the average millennial or the average Gen Z or Gen X or whatever. But that doesn't say anything about the actual individual experiences that these people actually of course underwent. Not. Yeah, but yeah, it says something but it, about their experience. It's not I don't think it's clear as, as clear as it could be. Certainly, um, somebody who grew up in, uh, like, so use Gen X because I can do the math on that one. I was born in 1971, smack dab in Gen X. So if you take somebody who was born in Oklahoma in 1964 and compare them to somebody who was born in New York City in 1979, there's not a heck of a lot um, that you can, uh, uh, you know, claim, but there's some things, you know, they, they consume some of the same uh, pop culture. They, um, you know, had some of the same experiences, the same historical things occurred to them. You know, they're, uh, they lived in a world where they could be blown up at any time by atomic bombs. That's got to shape you. Well, they were told that. <laughs> Does it make a difference? I mean, kind of. It, no, it matters it whether or not they were right to be afraid or whether a government just convinced them they needed to be afraid, traumatized yeah. them. I'm I am incredibly skeptical, as, right. or as most people in this room, of anything the government tells me. And I think that is part of I think that's a caveat of our generation is that we have been lied to so many times by our uh, the generations before us and the government that I don't trust any part of it. It's it's all yeah, a bunch I, of malarkey. I think as people get older, they're more likely to be conservative. I also think the different the, the pendulum swings on generations. So the boomers were more likely to be Democrats. The Gen Xers were more likely to be Republicans. The millennials are more likely to be Democrats. The uh, Zoom, the what Gen Z or Zoomers or whatever you want to call them are probably going to swing conservative because they've seen what those insane millennials do and what they've wrought for them. And, and and don't forget yeah, and don't forget thirty five. Let us not forget each generation is always going to rebel against the previous generation. Just yeah. just, just for spite. And so, yeah, it makes perfect sense and, that the pendulum is... And the previous is, generation is always going to call them a bunch of idiots. Yeah, yeah. They're sure <laughs> that they are. <laughs> you know? Mark, anything else you want to share tonight? No, thanks for letting me call in. No problem, man. One thanks. of my favorite topics. Thanks for the call tonight. So basically, the uh, the good times came after the hard times, right? Being, uh, say, the Depression. And so the boomers were raised in the, the good times. Mm-hmm. Boomers began to create the crappy times that are now upon us. But also now, wouldn't Gen X also be getting into the seats of power? I mean, still, it's probably mostly boomers because they're, they're older. Yeah, that's what's uh, going to help us bring us back out of this, is you're going to have a bunch of us skeptics, us government haters, uh, who are going to get into seats of power and are going to start making decisions on behalf of culture in the society. Can we start talking about how we do allow, you know, the oldest people to run the world, basically? I mean... Oh, that's we, a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah it sucks. But, but it's worth talking about, right? The people we, who are going to die the soonest get to make decisions that are going to affect everyone. Biden is going to be dead before the actual... Of old age, before the ramifications of his policies ever actually affect the United States. Because old people retired, Arya, and they got nothing to do except start making decisions on everyone else's behalf. Well, but here's the thing. you got to remember, the boomers at one time were the counterculture. Uh-huh. Remember and in then, 1969? And then and they changed everything. Yeah, they became, and became the man. Yuppie, and they became they, the yuppies. They, be, no, they became the man that they hated at one time. So I don't know if I believe you, Conan, that Gen X is all of a sudden going to like stay true to some. Oh no, kind no, of no! Principle. I'm not saying I'm not saying that power doesn't corrupt. Yeah, you're going to get it some. Sure you're you're going to get some government haters like myself who get up in there, and I don't want to have any part of it myself. But I'll, you know, I know someone who might want to, and yeah, it uh, it could it 
could be a couple good years of, of golden times, of golden years. And then power that corrupts. Would be great. And then power corrupts. But you know what? That's part of the pendulum swing. It has to because that's human. That's how we uh, do. I don't know we if can't. I buy it we that, can't friggin' learn from our mistakes. I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if I buy it that Generation X is somehow anti-government. I don't, I don't know about that. They were raised by the boomers. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I would love to be wrong about it, but it seems like it, most people love the government, so they're going to get a bunch of it. Insight Daily Radio. Conversations with today's most interesting artists and creators. Author, humorist, and radio personality Garrison Keillor has been a fixture in popular culture since the 1970s with more than 30 best-selling books and his Prairie Home Companion radio program. And he has a new book entitled Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel. We caught up with Garrison to chat about his new book and the creative journey that continues to bring Lake Wobegon to life. I went to Nashville to write a story for The New Yorker about the Grand Ole Opry. And it was published in 1973. Seeing the Opry, a live radio musical variety show, gave me the idea to try that back in Minnesota. And I started A Prairie Home Companion in 1974. And then in 1980, it went national. It had this period of six years, no marketing, and it just sort of accumulated, and uh, and we kept it, we kept it going. That's author and humorist Garrison Keillor, whose new book, Boomtown: A Lake Wobegon Novel, has just been released and is now available wherever books are sold. Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. The phones are open. You can join us here, kicking off the second hour of the show. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, we've got Ian. Aria. And Conan. Uh, it's worth mentioning here that apparently it was 29 years ago to this day that the federal government murdered about 76 people. Yeah. Many of them children. Uh-huh. Dozens of them children in uh, Waco, Texas. Yeah, a story that most people don't know and or even uh, heard about. Yeah, I imagine the Zoomers have no, have no idea if, that this happened. Uh, sure if, they do. If, right? if the Zoomers if, had a special about it. Who had a special? Netflix. Really? What was their conclusion? It was a miniseries for like, it was traumatized. Traumatized? Yeah. So, I mean, if you paid attention, they were fair to both sides. Were they? Yes. But if you paid attention, they they criticized the federal government more than anything. Hmm. Well, that's that's reassuring. I mean, they, they did point out that, you know, the Davidians, that, those were, that was the religious group that was at Waco weren't actually threatening anyone they didn't actually which they weren't do anything illegal or immoral or you know shady even they were just what was there besides for them having weapons what was the premise for them going in there again it was i believe about uh children 
claims of harming kids. Unproven claims of harming kids. Yeah, because there were never any allegations of the Davidians of, you know, child molestation or any of this other stuff that you hear from some of these other cults. There's some sunshine cult that was in the news a few years ago about this. But those accusations never came forward about the Davidians. They were just this kind of kooky religious group out there in Texas. They didn't hurt anyone. Yeah, and the old statement was that uh, David Koresh, the leader of the group, was regularly out for like a morning jog or a walk or something. So he regularly left the compound. And so if the feds had wanted to pick him up, I believe, if I recall correctly, he was he was wanted on like a failure to appear. There was some sort of a court case that he didn't show up for. So had they wanted to grab him, they could have done so. But they wanted to do a lot more than that. Make an example. And they burn the place down. They do that. That's what yeah. they do. Uh, so, in other news, uh, we got lots of stuff to talk about here tonight. Still to come, we got an update on Shanghai. Conan, you've got a story about that tonight. Plus, are Zoomers, since we were talking about generational differences, are the Gen Z folks walking away from social media in significant numbers? We will uh, just, talk about that. Just that just doesn't seem... Conan is skeptical. That but, doesn't seem likely but to me. first, we're going all the way to the future, where Nick is calling from tomorrow morning. It's Thailand. He's calling from Thailand. Uh, good morning, Nick. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good morning. And, hey. Uh, second time calling in. Love the show. Um, Thanks. Like all of the hosts, pretty much. To the point where I'd really like to be uh, in the AMPS program. Okay. But... I really hate Patreon. Uh, um, they're kind of like uh, GoFundMe, where yeah. um, I've heard a lot of horror stories about them screwing over people uh, that uh, don't believe, you know, the the narrative. Um, sure. So I was curious if you guys ever looked into uh, Subscribestar. I've heard of them. Isn't that the blogging site? No, no. It, it's basically the uh, alternative. It is what uh, Give, Send, Go is to uh, GoFundMe. Oh, okay. It is to Patreon. So it's the same thing where you can you know, set it up so you can donate a dollar, five, ten, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys get on that, I'm willing to become a gold member. Well, you can join the apps program with cryptocurrency as well. I mean, you, you don't, you don't no, necessarily... No, you really can't because I can't accept cryptocurrency and we don't have any direct way mm. of doing that. So unfortunately, and that's one of the things I disagree with uh, Free Talk Live with. I'm not a crypto fan. I, I sure I very much differ with that. So I don't own any cryptocurrency, but I'd, I'd be happy to you know subscribe to Amps through Subscribestar if you guys were able to link that up. I mean, none of these these platforms are perfect, right? You, you mentioned Gifts and Go, which is something that I just became aware of recently because uh, Angie Gordon, who's frequently on the show here with us launched a campaign there for Jay Noon, who's also frequently on the show with us because mm-hmm. he's battling the DYCF at the moment. I was surprised to find that she was using it given their their religious uh, ideals. I mean, they, they are a hardcore Christian website, and they specify that it's Christian donations to Christian families and stuff like that. So it's not like an alternative to GoFundMe. It's, it's like Mingle is to Match.com. It's a Christian version of GoFundMe, not necessarily an alternative. But there's also things like Sciatica.io, which is the same thing for Muslims. There are a bunch of these platforms. Sciatica? I thought that was like a back problem. Or a skin problem. Something. 
It's not sciatica. That's very close. I don't. It's a it's a muscle word. Okay. All right, you're discriminating. You're not allowed to ask our mental problem, our mental and physical problems. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at it, uh, Nick. Uh, yeah, I mean, see if it's working. Again, I don't know. I mean, I know that give, send, go, or whatever is very Christian oriented. To my knowledge, uh, a subscribe star doesn't have any of that, and I know that I currently donate to like three or four different. Um, YouTube or content creators that were kicked off of Patreon mm-hmm. that Subscribestar is welcomed in. And it's it basically runs the same, because I used to be on Patreon as well. But like I said, when they start kicking off the people that I liked, I, I, I vowed I'll never give them my money again. So yeah, if you I guys switch you. over to Subscribestar, it's uh, two clicks of a button and I'll get you you know the gold membership of 10 bucks a month or whatever. The word I was looking for is Sadika, not what, Sayaka. And what is that? Uh, it's an uh, Uma crowdfunding thing, a faith-inspired Muslim. It's, it's a Muslim GoFundMe. Nick, boots on the ground report. How's Thailand these days? Uh, they're very much into the masks. Mm. Uh, I mm. walk around getting a bunch of elbows from my wife for not putting one on. People look at me funny, but... Uh, Is she a native? It's some, Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's from here. That's why we're here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's close to normal. But again, they still refused to let go of the mask stuff. Um, and then getting into the country was kind of a pain because they had the quarantines and just it was a nightmare. But now Thailand in, and how and how was masks before all this? Because I know some some communities over there like to just wear masks, especially on subways and whatnot and in transit. You would see some like that. I, I used to live here about like I mean like full time live here about ten years ago and. You would see some people, but it wasn't that prevalent. Right. Yeah, I was it really didn't kick in until the, the COVID stuff happened. Usually what in Asian doing? countries, as I understand it, and I, I did visit Tokyo in 2018, it was probably one out of 20 or one out of 30 people. It wasn't very common, but it's usually the people who are sick at yeah, the time. Which, that they which would, makes sense. They would go ahead and, and put a mask on. Uh, is well, that your understanding of it mostly, in Thailand, Nick? It's mostly Hong Kong and China. Because in those areas, there's a ton of pollution. Yep. So people mm. wear it for that reason. But Thailand isn't quite as, I mean, it's industrial, but not that industrial. But if you're in like Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, or even Japan, which is kind of, you know, cleaned itself up, you're not going to have as many people wearing masks where you see the pictures in the magazines of everybody masked up prior to covid was mostly in China just because the, the the crazy amount of pollution. Now, isn't Thailand the country where if it is uh, perceived that you are insulting the king, you will be put to death? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, very, one. very strict laws as far as that's concerned. Um, Can you even criticize the here. government? What, what do the people think about him? Is he like a god king or something? He's is not like, going to answer that I question, honestly. Think about it while I'm in here. <laughs> but, uh, I say, you, you can criticize the government. Okay. You just can't criticize the royal family. Is it, so, king, okay. and what, what, what I'm asking... stolen the British system. What I'm asking, does he have like the mandate of heaven that uh, Xi has over in China? You know, the... the... I, uh, that I don't know of. I, I don't mm-hmm. think they think of him quite like that. Um, but the 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 king that was the super prestigious one that everybody loved passed away about five, six years ago. Um, the new one isn't quite as loved. I'll just keep it at that. Very good. Um, Nick, I appreciate your call, man. Uh, enjoy the morning. Thanks for the heads up on the other side. We'll take a look at it.
and thank you. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever is on your mind here and take control of the airwaves on Free Talk Live. Uh, coming up, we're going to get into, is it true that Generation Z is possibly walking away from social media? Conan Skeptical. Get into it coming up on Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us here. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Talking, or we're going to be talking about social media and Generation Z. Are the youngsters starting to walk away from their addictions? The number is 603-283-6160. Ian, Aria, and Conan in the studio here tonight. The story coming from the New York Post that uh, Zoomers are known for being glued to their phones, but sometimes 20 or some 20-somethings are taking a stand against all-consuming apps such as TikTok and Instagram, calling them toxic and obsessive. What do people do on Instagram? They that- post pictures. I, I know, but that's not like an active thing, right? Like I, I'm on Instagram and I open it up you know, once a day or so and take a picture of my dog or a cat or whichever, whatever cute animal happens to be nearby. And I post it to Instagram. But Aria, they- you're fueling the problem. You are fueling this, this obsession, this, this obsessive, toxic obsession. And the kids, they they love it. They're like they want. They're just waiting for Arya to post another do- a picture of the dog swimming in the river. Well, people watch other people's Instagrams, right? So you follow people on there, and then because I don't do that part. Okay, well, isn't there isn't there a time limit, like a fifteen second time limit or something? I don't know about that's that. Snapchat. I, don't I think know, Instagram's I don't also limited too, because I remember I've seen Bonnie using it. I used to use it at one time, and you can post a. I think they call it a story. And that is like a temporary thing that doesn't last for more than 24 hours, which I never understood. It's like if I'm going to take a picture that I think is worth sharing, why wouldn't I want it to be there longer than 24 hours? I never personally when I used Instagram and I don't anymore. But when I did, I I never posted to the story things like, well, you know, so which one deletes after 24 hours? The story. This is Instagram. Yeah, but you can post more than one of these at a time, but they're all short. So I don't know if it's 15 seconds or 30 or, or what, but then but you can do it in multiple parts. So if you've got a long thing to say or whatever, you can you can post 10 of them and get the whole thing that you have to say out. But then it disappears. So your followers, if they're not on it every single day, they right, miss right, what, right, you, right. what you were trying to share with them. Exactly, which means you have to be on every, every single day, day oh, or you'll miss something. That's how they well, get see, you. Well, see, then I'm not feeding into the problem because I don't do that nonsense. If right. I post a video or a picture, it's it's it there until they delete it or I delete it. Right. So all right. So we have three of these these knuckleheads. You got Snapchat, Instagram, and now we have TikTok. TikTok. China owned TikTok. By I the hate way. to tell you this, but there's four of these. Facebook Uh-oh. also has stories now. <laughs> mm-hmm. YouTube has Shorts. They so, do, but those are permanent, aren't they? Yes. Well, they're permanent on TikTok too. So YouTube okay. Shorts is to compete with TikTok. Ah, uh, yeah. No, but I hit it. I hit it right on the head. You have to stay on update. Yeah. You have to follow everyone, and you have to be there. If you're not there every looking day, and, looking and scrolling, you might miss something. So they got the fear of missing out. That's what's drawing people there every day obsessively. So, so according to this article, though, some of these kids are waking up, which I find comforting. That's what they're saying here. The young people say they're regaining control of their time by stepping away from the scroll. 
and the anti-app wave seems to be catching on. New research reveals that Instagram is losing its grip on the next generation. According to a recent survey commissioned by investment bank Piper Sandler, only 22% of respondents between the ages of 7 and 22 named Meta's popular photo-sharing platform as their favorite app, down from 31%. You caught that too. <laughs> yes, I did. Arya's <laughs> eyes have just about rolled out of her head just now. Meta. I mean, meta. No, no, it's something completely different. Uh oh, maybe. What got my attention? Seven year olds. Seven, seven to 21 year olds is what you said, right? Seven to 22, yeah. Arya, don't you know that what, when you get your, your one year old's fingers painted, multicolored, and, oh, and her ears pierced too, by the way, you also create her a new Facebook account? I, I, I know people who do that sort of thing, but that's not the set. This, the the one year old isn't using Facebook or Instagram or whatever their, their parents are. Yeah. So why does she need a Facebook account then? Why Why is a seven year old on Instagram? Because she'd be no she she or he or what would be bored without it. You Whose gotta, fault is that? So, I didn't have it, and I wasn't bored. Their parents are for putting them in front of a device from day zero. I mean, these kids are growing up on tablets and phones. And they've got a phone by the time they're out to kindergarten. Yep. You know? And it starts, it's playing their favorite cartoons, and then it yeah. evolves from there to, to social, social medias. 20-year-old Gabriella Steinman told the Post, quote, when you- What do the seven, do they, do they have any quotes from seven-year-olds here? I don't think so, no. <laughs> so hey, there's the I, survey. I, I, by the way, I'm guilty of this. I remember- Of what? Over a decade ago- I was installing, I would be visiting my my siblings, mm. and their children are there running around screaming and hollering and being kids, and I remember purposely downloading an app on my phone for kids to hand over to one of these, one of these, busy. One of these five-year-olds mm-hmm. to keep them busy. Was it some kind of game? I just thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. It was one of these, it was one of these cats, it was like a cat. And you could like pet it and stuff, and it would react. Mm. Okay, I thought I thought I actually think that's pretty still pretty cute. But yeah, I said, hey, check this check this silly cat out, and she, the kids loved it. Sure, but you didn't do this to like your your own daughter. No, she her phone was taken from her. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's different because I I would spoil. It's like a grandchild grandparent spoiling their grandchild, right? Mm. But that you know that's that, that's not how they raise my their kid, own children. My kid had a burner phone. For special for special emergencies, and she would routinely run the minutes out. Oh. And I'm like, this is not for your enjoyment. This is a <laughs> this is an emergency phone. What do you mean the minutes are dead? I tried to call you in the all right, whatever. Twenty year old Gabriella Steinemann told the Post, "quote When you delete it, you realize you don't need it." Unquote. The economics major dumped both Instagram and TikTok back in 2019 and said the relief she felt after unplugging was almost immediate. She said, when I was posting, I wanted the best photo that I took and the best angle. And I had 20 different photos of the same thing. I was comparing myself to myself. It's not a fun game. Look, would- there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. That's how, that's how you're supposed to take pictures, right? You're supposed to take you know, 15, 20 and then keep yeah, the best ones. Yeah, but do you need ones. to be taking a picture of yourself every damn day and posting it online? No, certainly not. That's what these people are doing. And, and don't forget filters. Sure. Dude, don't all, even get the, all the latest filters that make you look like a like a Disney princess, yeah. an un, an unreal and Disney princess. And that's before princess. they even get into Photoshop, man. 
Do they do? Uh, do, you, do these people know how to use Photoshop? They do vo- photo editing, not Photoshop per se, but there's there's programs this, on the yeah, phone. Edit, yeah, it's, au- it it's auto phone. stuff. I don't think any of these kids know how to use Photoshop. No, there's like touch. I, it's not Photoshop, but there's actual like yeah, touch up programs on the phone. Oh yeah, I, I know. I agree. Uh, quote, I would say it's an obsessive behavior and it's toxic, but it's also sneaky in that when you do it, it seems so normal, she said. According to a report in the Wall Street Journal last year, Facebook found that Instagram is harmful to teen girls and exacerbates body image issues, anxiety, and depression, but downplayed the significance of those internal studies. Penn State senior Pat Hamrick also ditched Instagram and Facebook two years ago when he felt himself getting caught up in comparisons. So Pat's a a male. He said that social media, quote, had me subconsciously comparing myself to others, and it really ate at me. I was asking myself, am I doing the right things? Am I having the right kind of fun? Hmm. Unquote. I I think a a certain amount of comparison swapping is is important for your your own individual growth. You know, if you live in a bubble and you don't see what's really out there, you might not know to achieve, to strive to be a better person. But it's gone to a whole new level, where, where especially with the filters and the touch-ups, where now you're trying to achieve something that isn't even real. possible. It's yeah. not real. But you are right, though. You need at least two athletes to be able to determine w- that one of them is a good athlete. Yeah, exactly. So competition is important. There is more coming and up he- here. And healthy. Well, it's also inevitable. I mean, you can't avoid it. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. What's your experience with leaving social media? It's Free Talk Live. Phone's open. You can join us here at 603-283-6160. Ian Aria Conan in the studio tonight. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. If you are ready to start learning about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, we would recommend you head over to Bitcoin.com and click Get Started right there at the top of the page. It'll take you some introductory video information. You can... Watch as many as you feel inclined to consume. Recommend at least the first one. Going to cost you all of three minutes of your time. Uh, it's free, otherwise, to go and learn about crypto at Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page to do that. If you're not brand new and you want to get some of the latest news headlines, they got those for you every single day over on their news site at news.bitcoin.com. That's news.bitcoin.com. Uh, we're going to go to your calls and thoughts and then more about the uh, Gen Zers that are saying they're walking away from social media and they're liking it, getting more free time and not feeling as competitive with others that they might not even know. Uh, let's go first, though, to Sarah in New Mexico, who knows nothing about social media because she doesn't use the Internet. Uh, she has plenty of free time. And so all she does is call talk radio stations all day and try to promote communism. Go ahead, Sarah. You're on Free Talk Live. Sarah? Oh, that big intro, and she's not even there <laughs> to receive it. Going once, going twice. Probably there. something about pedestrians. Yeah, uh, it was going to be red light cameras tonight. Tra- oh, was it really? Yeah. <laughs> I just One of her favorites. Just There's only a, really a list of three or four or five no, things she's broken and, out i mean she's she she does more yeah now it's all these the, days. that's all russian spies and stuff and i don't know i don't know what's radio that was she, a weird one man i don't know what radio she listens to during the week i don't know yeah, npr or something like or, that or maybe it's netflix maybe it's some net, new netflix show no Re- she's Re- not internet. She Reacher. Do the internet she's, she's offline really yeah social media she, the, the internet costs money that she doesn't have don't they get free internet 
The welfare people? I don't think the so. The poorest? Yeah, the poorest get they got a free phone and free internet, right? She's got the phone. She's got like the do, Obama phone. Or do they have to go to the library to get internet? Are they still calling it the Obama phone? <laughs> <laughs> That's how long she's it's, had it. It's what I call it. Uh, Penn State senior Pat Hamrick ditched Instagram and Facebook two years ago. He said he got himself caught up in all these comparisons with other people. He said that he got away from the gram for uh, the sake of his mental health. He noticed a huge improvement in his mood. Quote, Hold on, did he call it he the ca- gram? He called no. it. Did you call? Did you call it? No, the gram? that's what they call it here in the social or the New York Post. Well, you know what they call podcasts, right? Casts, pods. Oh, pods. Yeah, I don't. Know. This has to be written by like a boomer, man. Maybe so. The, the no, gram. No, these are the kids who, who who text everything, and so they're shortening up everything. They're condensing all these words. I I think that's a boomer. I'm, I'm sorry. I think that's a zoomer word. If you're a zoomer, call in and tell me what you call these these uh, devices and which one's the best one to use. So I can stay as far away from it as possible. He said he noticed a huge improvement in his mood. Quote, leaving Instagram made me feel better in day-to-day life. I'm just doing my thing my way. Hamrick isn't alone in his confidence, taking a hit after spending time in these online environments. A December survey from Tallow found that 56% of Gen Zers said, quote, social media has led them to feel left out. By their peers. Yeah, I can certainly see that, right? Like their friends post a picture of themselves out at a bar or something like that. And they go, oh, I didn't get invited to the bar. Mm, yep. I can see that happening. But all of this would be would be solved if the average person understood that no one else really cares that you went to the bar tonight. That there's no reason for you to tag your location at as this re- Mexican restaurant or that that bar or wherever you happen to go. People don't care. The um, internet convinced these people that, you, you know how you visit your relatives and they bring out the baby pictures and they go, oh, look at all this. Everyone knows. No one cares. But the internet allowed these people to convince themselves that, yes, they do care. They do want to see these baby pictures. Unless, Ari, unless you add a creative story to go along with that picture, which is why I like some of your posts. <laughs> and which is why I like I, lo- I do like baby pictures if it's like a baby's just, you know, fell asleep in the cake or something. You okay. see, you've seen these pictures. Now that's a neat picture. Or, or if Arya's talking about she, she turns an, a, a very uh, um, uh, simple, simplistic picture, but she adds this crazy story on top of it, and it's like, all right, now that's creative. That's gained my attention. That's entertaining. You've won the day. But usually, it's just a picture of your food, and I'm like, that's dumb. That is who gives a. I do I do that with pictures of my pets. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Right. So I get where you're coming from, Ari, and I don't disagree from my personal perspective. But the way that these people have convinced themselves that people care is the number of people who like their content. They figure, oh, I posted this picture of my baby, or I posted this picture of you know where I went today, or whatever. So what we should the stop. Bar. So the, so uh, there you go. So we should stop liking things. Stop liking people's pictures. Well, doesn't that suggest that you care enough to press a like button? Oh, there Not you now. You, now you've got the Karens. That's, uh, the, that's so easy. Now though. you've got the Karens. I don't know if that's that much of caring, but. That is what makes people think that they're doing something worthwhile, right? Like we know that young, a lot of young people judge their worth in life based on how many likes their pictures get on these platforms. Mm. See, I tend to be way more stingy with my likes oh, and yeah. my love reacts and stuff mm-hmm. like that than probably the average person is. I have an allotment, <laughs> I have, I, and I will not go over it. I, I, I'm very stingy with yeah. my likes. I mean. 
And my posts, because by the way. Because you know that once you like something, Facebook is going to, their algorithm is going to do its thing and it's going to show you more of that. Exactly. But I, don't I mean, think but the it, average person realizes that. But even with my postings, I, like you, like the, like the, I just, I just described the posts that I like. They have to be creative. Mm-hmm. They have to gain my attention and they have to make my day better, damn it. So Put I mean, a smile so, on your face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if it's none of that, then I don't even post it. So I mean, I have, I don't think I've posted anything in a month. And I and I don't think I've I think I've maybe given like two or three likes this whole week and they were and it was good stuff too. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, no, I'm, I'm not liking your stupid picture of you that you posted. You, you you post ten of these pictures a week. No, no, stop it. It's it's not good. It's Eric, not good for it's not good for anybody. Erickson says I think people will spend a lot of time putting together Inst- Instagram posts, which can be fun sometimes, but other times it just feels like. What's the point of all this, he said, and he admits that he intermittently deletes Instagram for up to half a year at a time. And I'll see um, Bonnie does this, too, where she will delete Facebook or not Facebook. She's not on Facebook. She'll, uh, you mean she'll, like delete her account or just ever no, all the posts? she'll delete the app. She'll delete the Instagram. And it comes whining back or uh, crawling back. And after. then she comes back to it. <laughs> later you know within days usually she's uh, she's back on and usually there's a reason right like there's an excuse of oh well i can only reach this one friend through snapchat yeah, so therefore yeah. i had to reinstall snapchat to get back in touch with this one friend and then before you know it she's you know scrolling through the uh, the snaps or whatever they call the it. snaps yeah. <laughs> the grams <laughs> they probably are called snaps though and see i didn't even know that you there was stuff to scroll through on snap uh, on Snapchat, I didn't even know that. I don't know if it's scroll. I uh, maybe scrolling is the wrong word, but like moving through them, passing them, you know, going. Sure, I didn't next. even know there was such a thing. I just only yeah, used s- it to send chats and pics in groups and to individuals. I've never. Apparently, you can just watch whatever Snapchat thinks you should watch. So they have like a recommended and TikToks this way too, where you can just watch things that are popular. And see what other people are are watching. Or you can look in categories. You can look in, I know on TikTok, you can look in a libertarian category. You can look at a, you know, you fill in the blank, whatever the hell you're into category. They've got all kinds of things like that. And these things, you can sink a lot of time into these apps. And that's what these these people are saying is they find that they got a lot more time after they delete these apps. And I have to say, that's what happened to me when I left Facebook in 2018, uh, when I, the next day. I thought to myself, wow, I have more free time to do more productive things than I have in years. It was really apparent to me immediately. Uh, She's back on it now, though. Erickson's friend and classmate at Columbia, Nicholas Miars, age 22, will not even download the app. Quote, I just don't really think people are presenting something for the sake of sharing a good time or trying to be funny, she said, who uses other social sites like Twitter casually and mostly for a good laugh. He said, and from what he's seen, he finds the sleek, grasping feel of Instagram to be irritating. Quote, I guess it feels more like something curated, he said. According to the Talo poll, most Gen Z respondents prefer TikTok to Instagram, with 34% calling it their favorite social media spot right now. And if you want to weigh in on your thoughts on the social scene, it's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can join us here and bring up whatever's on your mind. Number 603-283-6160. We're talking about social media and specifically Gen Z. Are they getting tired of it? Are they sick of socials and uninstalling, deleting accounts? 
and freeing up a lot of free time, or is this article by New York Post a little overblown? If you want to weigh in, maybe tell us your personal experience with leaving or attempting to, and perhaps failing to leave, uh, social media, because there's some of that in this story as well. You're welcome to join us at 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And Conan. Now, have either of y'all gotten off of some of these sites in recent years? Yeah, MySpace. That's a long time ago, though, right? And only because it died. I did, I Is it just, still there? I thought it was still around. It's it's still there. But, but you I mean, mean it died off as far as usage. As far as anyone yeah. wanting to even get on there. Yeah, I remember those days back in the back in the day when you would you'd be scrolling clunky MySpace sites and mm-hmm. they, Where you they, actually they, had to edit the HTML. Oh right? god, it was horrible. That? Yeah. But yeah, I've all, I That was great though, because you actually could make it look custom. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've left a ton of these sites. I mean, especially within like the last year, where for the longest time, the only social media that I could could even use was Facebook. So well, yeah, does it count when the government forces you off? Well, I, I guess so, because you know, I rejoined Twitter once I was allowed to, and yeah. you know, I rejoined you know all of these other social media platforms that I was finally allowed to rejoin, but I don't ever use them. Hmm. I think I post like three times a week to Twitter. I spend a lot of time looking at Twitter. I get a fair amount of show prep more so than i did from facebook one of the uh excuses that i used like me getting off of facebook was a years-long process where early on i i uninstalled all their apps from my phone and that was good for me for a while it kept me mostly it gave me freed up a lot of time Um, but i ended up leaving the entire site entirely just because it was just a huge time sink and i really wasn't getting anything out of it but one of the excuses that i used to stay on facebook toward the end of the my days there was that well i do get some show prep from it every mm-hmm. now and then and it was barely <laughs> ever that i would really find anything useful even though i'm following a bunch of libertarians on on or was following a bunch of libertarians they're on too Facebook. busy arguing about libertarian party that's drama. the thing yeah it was constant drama amongst people fighting whereas i will say this on twitter that you do see that from time to time like for instance adam kokesh was uh, recently blowing up against like basically everyone yeah. uh, not us though he was super us. nice to us yeah, and, not and, us and, and photoshopping abs onto his body i've heard the rumor but i haven't seen the oh, actual... i've seen the i've seen the original picture and i've seen the <laughs> ab pictures it's it's blatantly in your face stop it kokesh this dumb anyway he's fighting over libertarian party stuff and that's what people that's what the libertarians online tend to do is just fight with each other because they just don't have anything productive yeah that they he's can do. he's i think the whole thing started from him coming out as vegan or something I don't think that was why why it started. I think that well, he's he's concerned with the direction of the uh, Libertarian Party, and he doesn't like Group A or Group B. And I really just don't care about the the National LP at all. But I, I did. Don't either, man. You do see that kind of stuff, but for the most part, it is just mostly people posting things they think are interesting. So there's a lot of news. There's a lot of crazy videos. Like we've played a ton of uh, video clips that I found on Twitter. So I do get some. Uh, value from it and the thing that seems to be true with twitter at least un- compared to facebook is if you follow somebody you do seem to see what they post whereas i noticed that on facebook you don't see everybody that you didn't like if somebody posted that you follow you wouldn't necessarily see their stuff and i'm pretty sure you see it on on twitter i could be yeah, wrong facebook's that, algorithm is very very heavy in that selective. regard yeah, yeah. Like, heavy-handed yeah it, it cares about what content is going to get your eyeballs to look at it, not what mm-hmm. you want to look at. Yeah. 
That's what I've noticed there. So I do spend a lot of time on it, just viewing it, but I don't spend much time interacting with it. I don't do much posting uh, to it. I like these libertarians or these people of any political persuasion who post these massive text stories to Facebook and stuff like that. Like their whole political opinion, their whole political Mm. treatise posted there on Facebook. I'm like, dude, no one is going to read that, first of all. Get a blog. Yeah, and no one cares. No one's going to read your blog either. You're (laughs) on the same platform as some of the dumbest memes known to humankind. I know because I'm helping put them on Facebook (laughs) as part of my service to humanity. And that it's right there alongside their idiotic posts about trans issues or the Libertarian Party or the Mises Caucus or Jeremy Kaufman or whatever they're outraged about this week. And they they think it matters. And I love how meaningless Facebook actually is. And I think a lot of these Libertarians on Facebook and social media in particular, I think they forget that social media posting isn't activism no it's not they, they well, it's, see, well, it's armchair activism i don't i don't i don't even think it's worth that it, it's just yeah. posting a useless it's they give it way more more value than yeah. it actually has you would be a better activist if you took a megaphone and stood out on a street corner shouting your opinions into those into the streets yeah but then somebody might get mad at you there's risk involved in real activism right yeah uh, so You're certainly not going to get anyone liking your standing there. TikTok. You guys haven't been on TikTok, correct? Nope. I am allowed on TikTok, mm-hmm. but I, I, don't, I don't want to. <laughs> the, uh, 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 wait, let me, let me stop you. Libs of TikTok. I've seen a couple of them videos. That's, the, the, those horror, horror stories. Are they actually on TikTok? Because I see them on Twitter. I, I Twitter and, and YouTubes and the... I, I see them on are Facebook. Are these liberals of TikTok or yes. libertarians of TikTok? No, 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 no. Liberals. No. They are definitely liberals. Okay. Yeah, like, they've like, actually been in the news recently. Have you seen this? Uh, oh, yeah. They are They are going out. Uh, so the, the creator of Libs has just been outed. She's been doxxed. Right. Yeah, by the Washington Post. And uh, because, because Libs is getting so much attention from white, you know, the Tucker Carlson's of this world mm-hmm. are, are, are using... These, you know, these very prime examples of what the left thinks of, especially your kids and uh, and what should be done in society and in this great big community that we live in. Now, explain to me how this works, because I've never been on TikTok. Is this like uh, a hashtag people are using or is this like it's an account? Okay, so 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 these individuals have an account and they just get on and they talk about how they feel that. But it's just one account. I thought the libs of TikTok is where they show what the liberals are saying. Correct. Right? Yeah. So they now, actually take a screenshot or a video or something a video. showing what the actual liberals are saying in their own words with no editorial commentary. And right? this, so and this a, week, one person who's curating yes. liberal perspective. A, 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 she's right an now. aggregator. Yeah. So basically, she's uh, and, the, and the last two weeks have really highlighted on teachers. Especially with the don't say gay bill and and whatnot of all these teachers coming out about how their lives are being ruined by this new bill and and I, I can't believe that you you don't want me to tell you talk to your kids about sex I don't understand why I don't understand why the world is falling down around me and it's they like, don't understand because all they do is talk about sex I mean these we don't have to worry about these people and what they may be or these liberals they they shouldn't have we don't them. but our kids do the, these liberals of TikTok the ones who are making these insane claims they're never going to have kids because they spend all of their time deciding and affixing labels to their sexual orientations and they spend no time actually having sex. You're, you're partly right. And this is the big, big problem. 
these people don't have kids. And they never will. And and they've so, got them and, in their classroom. And so then they, be, they, they come into positions of power where they do have kids, the conservatives' kids, which is the saddest part about all of this. Conservatives have kids, liberals don't. And so what do they do? They get into academia and whatnot so that they can control the narrative. Well, the conservatives liberals have teacup poodles and whatever else so that they treat like children. The conservatives need, need to get their kids out of the government schools. Every, everyone needs to get their kids out of their yeah. out of government schools. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, so more on TikTok, though. The Gen Z respondents say that it is now their favorite social media spot. 34% of them said that. But the uh, most dedicated users admit to questioning the platform or the phenomenon. Hallie Kalfax, age 23, confessed she's caught up in TikTok's clutches with, quote, no willpower, unquote, to delete the app from her phone. An aspiring actor and recent NYU grad, she believes that being popular on TikTok and repping big brands could bolster her career, but she knows that it's not good for her. I love how she's already planning to sell out and she's not even famous yet. Quote, I saw one girl who had about 3,900 followers, which is only a 1,000 more than I have, get this huge package sent to her by Dior and did this huge unboxing video. And it really had me thinking, why her and not me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The East Village resident posts amusing content for more than 2,700 This is the same generation that, you know, was eating Tide Pods, so... That's right. We we have to start there with our expectations that they were snorting condoms and eating Tide Pods. We were doing dumb stuff, too. Dude. Not that dumb, though. We were... We weren't eating Tide Pods. We were putting banana peels in the microwave and... What happens if you do that? I've never heard of that one. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but that was for science, man. So was Tide Pods. No, that was stupidity. What happens if you put a banana peel in the microwave? Supposedly it gets you high or something. If you breathe or smoke it i don't know no one knows no one knows they just heard the rumor they're like um let's try it let's see what happens <laughs> but then someone would know right because they would have tried it and we tried it it doesn't do anything yeah i was gonna say it doesn't sound like it does anything <laughs> the number 603-283-6160 you can join us here on the social media discussion or bring up whatever's on your mind hour number three is coming up on free talk live Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, kicking off the third hour of the program, talking about social media and Gen Z. Are they walking away? Well, this article from the New York Post isn't really showing any statistics about this. So far, the statistics we've been shown are that they are switching platforms. And or they are unhappy with the content. 56% are unhappy, but it doesn't say that they're not getting on or off of their switching. It just says they're unhappy. Well, some of them have said they they know it's a problem, right? They're like, I don't like this. This is making me negative, but oh, I have to keep coming back to it. Yeah, it's a drug. This is how drugs work. It is absolutely, and dopamine is a strong ass drug, and that's what this is working on in the in the brain. I was just looking at uh, the TikTok website because you don't need to have an account to uh, to see what sort of content that they have there, and it's just there's it's such a popular app that you don't ever reach the end. Like you know the old joke, you reach the end of the internet. I mean, there's so much content on TikTok yeah. every single and, and day, fa- and Facebook. They have cal- they've 
calculated, calibrated in such a way that you can't. I, I've never gotten to the end. I've but here's get, the thing: Facebook is not where it's at with young people. Yeah, well, there's one uh, if you if you're if you're into it's the, not where it's at with anyone except like old people who have multiple accounts because they get confused. Or or they get or one account gets banned all the time, and so they have their backup. Is that the case with old people? I know an old dude has like five accounts, and he gets one of them banned every month, and so he has his backup plan. They actually do get into um, the numbers as far as how many of uh, Gen Z is actually even bothering with Facebook coming up here in uh, in a moment. Oh yeah, that's an old man's uh, uh, yeah. social. Yeah, they're they're basically not there. Uh, but uh, the story here from NewYorkPost.com, they're interviewing. So there were some statistics about young people leaving Instagram, but they might be joining uh, TikTok. So I don't know if it's as much as them leaving as it is them moving around uh, and having opinions about it. But some of them have said they've uninstalled some of these apps and they've stayed off. Others admitted that they uninstalled the apps only to go back to them within the next few months or or weeks or whatever yeah we're talking about you bonnie <laughs> yeah i don't particularly find it you know newsworthy that oh look g- some gen zers uninstalled instagram <laughs> and they're using tiktok instead now they're quitting social media well they quit instagram but they didn't quit social media Tim Lanton, 25-year-old biomedical engineering student at Columbia University, refuses to download the app. This is talking about TikTok now. uh, Because, quote, it feels more oriented for high schoolers with short attention spans. Uh, See, that's... That's my thing right there. That's why I can't do any of these new these new socials, because it's I I don't I don't get a I don't get uh, uh, to feel I'm I'm friends with my friends and my family. And Mm -hmm. I want to know, you know, what did you do this weekend? I don't want a 15 second you uh, cutting your cutting your knife into your birthday cake, which, you know, which is I've seen this video. I've seen a video of that. Like, what's what's the point? I want to know what you actually did. Tell me. But, but if you're, so like I said, but, but if Facebook, your family Facebook, friends posted that on Facebook, would you actually care? Because I would not, no, unless I, it was I, something like really unusual. Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, we went to this music festival. If you lit the cake on fire or something yeah, right. like that, and something crazy happened, well now, then, yeah. well now we're talking about displaying what we've done in, in a creative way so everyone can see it. No, I'm actually talking about having a conversation okay. with my with my people. Gotcha. A, mm-hmm. a, a back and forth messaging, messaging mm-hmm. them back and forth. Social, social, being yeah. social. Yeah. yeah, that's that's and it, and by but the you way, you also mean private, right? Like privately messaging, not publicly going back and forth on a Facebook post with Correct, but sometimes that happens. Sometimes okay. a post will get a get a private convers a, a semi private conversation going on that post. That happens sometimes. Okay. But no, I, I use it I ideally I use it for back and forth with people that I use that I, I that I that I don't see on a regular basis. Which is my big problem by the way. I go to my house, I go, I'm a hermit, I go to my house and I work in my garden and I go to work and this is my this is my way out. Uh, but I don't obsess over it, and I don't and I don't care. I don't take ten pictures of something to mm-hmm. when I post it because I know, you know, that's not real. That's not realistic. And I and that's that's the trap that these poor kids have fallen into. And a lot of and not just kids, by the way. I no, know some, yeah. I know some full grown ass adults who oh, are yeah. who are just as obsessive absolutely as these kids. Yeah, there's definitely a younger audience on TikTok, but there's a wide variety of people on TikTok as well. And for those people that are looking for that nonstop dopamine uh, rushes, that's it. It's the app for it because it. That's it, not how dopamine works, though. I mean that that that's, it li- stops likes g- likes. Yeah, but creates a look- dopamine hit. 
new I'm thing. I'm aware, but if they just continually get that hit, then it stop. Their brain stops. It will adjust. Dopamine. Yeah, that's true. And you'll need more, right? To so get you stay the, on get, the app to longer. get the same high. Right. Yeah. And that's it's, how it works. And, these, how it and, these, and these programs know that that's how yeah. it works, and that's why they've built their systems the way they have. Manny Srilowitz, age 21, said ta-ta to the, quote, ultimate waste, unquote, of time that she says, or he says is TikTok. Uh, he said further, quote, the constant scrolling. The sound got really annoying very quickly. I found delete. And that's, by the way, one of the things I was noticing during the during the break. I was looking at TikTok. I clicked on one of the little categories. The videos are all autoplay? They, they all autoplay. Oh, stop which it, Which is man. annoying, number it one. An, oh, my God. And almost all of them have some sort of clip of a song. So there's some sort of, you know, pop song or whatever that they're playing in the in the video to whatever it is that's happening in the video. So there's like this nonstop 15 second or 10 second long soundtrack of all these different, you know, videos that you're watching. And it, and I got to agree with the uh, the guy. It definitely seems like it's it's oriented towards people who cannot pay attention. Can to I add to that? That's a new Netflix feature. Actually, it's not new now. What do you it's, mean? it's been about a year now where everything is autoplay. You're scrolling through the movies, mm-hmm. and if you if you hover your mouse, which I use I watch on my computer. Yeah. If you hover your mouse over any, you any of the thumbnails, the, it'll automatically start playing. Like the actual movie comes up and the, just the, starts playing. The preview, the trailer, the will trailer. start playing. Okay. It's yeah, it annoying. Like it's a, annoying as all hell because I don't want to see the damn trailer. I just want yeah. to scroll through without everything just popping up. And it's start. not even the trailer though that it shows a lot of times. It's like, like thirty second clips mm-hmm. or, or a separate. Well, YouTube audio. does that too, right? Yeah, but it's that doesn't make it any less annoying. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Uh, so, 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 so this has to be a new uh, uh, feature that gets people hooked or something because yeah. it, it annoys the. It annoys the hell out of me. I mean, it seriously annoys hell out of me, but it must be working on someone. Yeah, absolutely. Their numbers must show. I don't know that it's working on anyone. Netflix's numbers are down. That's true. They're actually on the front page of Drudge Report right now for losing subscribers. Of course, they also raise their prices. Well, then, so where are these people going? They also don't have any don't content worth watching. Hmm. But it's all it's all Netflix originals because they lost all the rights to the good movies that you know they had. They that, lost that all the rights all to the, the good television shows. Disney Disney's bought it up. But we're back where we were, you know, back with the cable. Yeah, we're, we're right back to that <laughs> where you have to have Paramount Plus and you have to have look, Hello Pirating. It's coming. It's going to come back. I have HBO Max, which I assumed provided me access to all of these South Park episodes because they're all on there. But no, no. when I wanted to watch the, the post-COVID special, whatever it was, oh no, you can't get that on HBO Max. You can only get that from Paramount Plus, which is an additional... Or torrent. Or torrent. Or torrent. <laughs> or that's what I said. Yeah, which is a completely different streaming service wow. just for these two episodes. What a right? pain to try to just chase all that around and spend all that time trying to figure out where everything is. Yeah, I remember when like I signed in the old, up. Like in the old days. When I signed cape, up for Netflix back in like 2011, 2012, whatever it was, I could watch Supernatural, Doctor Who, Star Trek, The Next Generation, any show that I wanted to watch, Aqua Teen, Hunger Force, all right there on Netflix. Then Not they start, anymore? No. None of that's on Netflix anymore. Mm. Doctor Who is on HBO Max, I think, or Hulu, maybe. Aqua Teen Hunger Force is HBO Max. I don't even know where to find Next Generation because I don't I don't. So really if you subscribe to all these things, you're up to $100 a month again, just like with cable. I think I probably right? pay about $60, $70 a wow, month on subscription services. Well, for, for legal reasons, I can't just go torrent the things sure. at the moment. So I've kind of stuck having to play the devil's game with them. But Netflix... I, 
I don't think I've watched anything on Netflix in a year and a half. I think Tiger King was mm. the last time I watched anything on Netflix. I think that's. I think I spend most of my time on Netflix as far as as far as stuff that I watch. But is it worth the? I think it's up to almost sixteen dollars now a month. It's going. Yeah, they raise it's, their it, rates. It's going up like fifty cents a year. Sometimes a dollar due to inflation. They they are 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 to pay for their stupid movies that that, that aren't really working out for them. The number is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. A little bit more here on what are the young people? What are they using? We know they're doing the TikTok, uh, but how many of them are still on Facebook and Twitter? You might be surprised at what those numbers are. Zero. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. You can join us. Share your thoughts on social media and addiction to it. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us here. You want to weigh in on social media addiction? People of a younger generation, the Generation Z, some of them are saying they're walking away, uninstalling apps. Others are simply moving from one app to the next. Seems like TikTok is the spot at the moment. Of course, these things tend to change over the years. The number is 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And Conan. And yeah, exactly. Wait for the metaverse. It did oh, used God. to be MySpace, man. Once upon it, it, a used, time, it used yeah. to be MySpace. Yeah. Uh-huh. I spent a lot of time on it myself, build, building the perfect site, because you could really had a lot, you had a lot of control over yeah, you could edit the what was CSS going on. Directly, yeah. If you knew how. I don't think you're going to see people spending i don't know I, the metaverse requires you to put on a damn 3d uh virtual reality set i mean there's a lot more of a commitment to going into the metaverse than there is to just you know pull up your phone and pull up the tiktok app and see what the latest posts are that takes you know a half a second to get into the metaverse you're going to have to strap this thing on and then probably you know load up an app and then it's going to take some i don't know yeah, i don't how, think we're how, there yet ian how long has cell phones been around what, you, you know mean the smartphones smart well just cell phones in general but yeah smart especially smartphones i mean uh you know 20 years ago I, I could see my dad saying, "Not, nah, it's not going to happen. I'll never own one of these stupid things." Mm-hmm. And now he's got a smartphone, and All now right. he's and now he's on it, and he's a texter too, by the way. So, are you saying that it uh, might take it might take twenty years? Yeah, you're saying that the uh, the virtual reality is going to be so ubiquitous, everybody's going to have a set with them in the car or something it's, like that. It, it's just pull? it's just the way it's going to evolve. It's going to make life. I don't think the average person has any interest in it. That's so He's said. My, that's so said my dad twenty years ago. He yeah. said he would never own a phone. I'm not saying I would never do it. There's going to have to be a killer app. I don't app. think the average person has any interest in Th- that. Uh, I think you're right for right now. But the, if there's a killer app, that might change. That's true. Uh, right now, there ain't nothing close to a killer app. It's just this god awful. Uh, at least from the images I've Leg- seen. Legless. Uh, yeah, just terrible graphics. Avatars. Terrible. Cartoon avatars. Ugly. Almost kind of furry looking. Almost. You know, people. Yeah. Very co- very colorful and comical. It wouldn't surprise me if there's like a furry app or some sort of furry world that you can go into. Uh, let's go to, let's go to Jack in Washington State. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hi, this is uh, Jack at Ocean Shores. Jack, go ahead. Yeah, um, Star Trek is available on Netflix. Every episode. The original or like every Star Trek that has ever generation. Next generation. Which I think is the best. Okay. I would agree, but that's part of the. Honestly, haven't looked on Netflix for Star Trek: The Next Generation in like a few yeah, years you said because a year and a half. Yeah, you said a year and a half. No, right? it's been way longer than that since I looked for the Next Generation. But that's because yeah, they put it on there. 
Okay. That's good to know, but that's because I've watched it so many times that I couldn't possibly go back to it. Yeah. Yeah. It okay, was, what it, character Arya would you be if you had to be Data uh, um or Captain Picard or Riker? Like who would you be if you were a character on Worf? Dana. You'd be Worf? No, no, no. I'm saying I'm giving I'm just naming, naming characters. the character so we know what we're dealing with. Oh. I would be I'd be I'd straight up be Picard. Everybody young, wants young, to be Picard. Young Picard, not this I new, not this new woke sure. ass Picard. Oh, they got a new series out, don't <laughs> he they? He is a, just a tired old is man. He He's a tired old, sad man. Oh my gosh! You've been watching it, but that is it. Is that available been. on Netflix or is that still CBS Plus only? That's CBS Paramount Plus. Yeah. I think. Right, so you got to jump all over the but place. You, but you're not missing anything. Yeah, I, I think Arya'd probably be Whoopi Goldberg, and I don't mean that in a funny way. I just, very smart. I forgot about her. I just, Everyone I just, felt, Guinan, you know, yeah, I wrote her off. Guinan did a good job. Uh, All the Gen Z people are like, what are you guys talking about? I wasn't lying when I said I've watched a lot of Next Generation. You know, I don't know because old old Mr. Beanie Cap wearing Tim Pool is always ragging, ragging, but he's always hyping up uh, uh, Next Generation. He's like, right? he's like, you got to stop all you young, because he, and he talks to a very young crowd. Okay. And he's like, and he's like oh, all you guys David need to stop Worf? what you're doing and go watch this, because it's the best thing that's ever happened. Wow. <laughs> David Worf had some comedic, like, interactions that were one of a kind. Trust me, Data in the bar with uh, Whoopi and Worf would show up, and Data was always confused. I mean, all right, <laughs> so enough of the uh, reminiscing about the, uh, the old uh, TV show. What, uh, did you want to comment say- about anything else? Oh, just that you guys say the libertarians are having a lot of fighting. And I, you know, I'm a. That's all they do. I, I, yeah, but how are they going to run a volunteer system if they're fighting amongst each other? They're never going to. I'm a gay. I'm a gay Republican, so. Don't worry, the libertarians like, will never get anywhere any uh, anywhere outside of New Hampshire. So uh, you know, you don't really have to worry about what they're going to do. Hopefully, they do get outside New Hampshire someday. No, never. They have a chance in New Hampshire, but they don't have a chance anywhere else. And the only reason is because of numbers. Thank you, Jack, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. It so, is sad, you know, to see the Libertarian Party in the state that it's in. It's been that way for a long time, though. It's been that way pretty much as long as I've known about the Libertarian Party. But, I mean, they have such a great idea, right? Freedom. All of these great, wondrous ideas. Peace, love, liberty. These ideas should be easy to sell. Sure, but instead of bringing more people into the party, they're too busy fighting with one another, chasing people away from the party. It's it's sad. I I don't know that I've ever heard the normies, the outsiders outside the libertarian movement, actually that are that are even aware of the infighting. I don't no, think I do. I don't it's think, too insider. It, yes, yeah. it, trust me, Ari. It's this is not seen on the outside. But here's the thing. I know Once nothing they, and, is and, seen and, of and, the and, nothing is seen on the outside about the Libertarian Party, and the reason is because they spend all of their time fighting with one another online I, and instead I, of trying to. They're reach, not doing outreach. The average person loves the concept of freedom. Why I can't don't know. you? No, do they? No, they don't. No, I think we no, proved they, that wasn't true in the last. They two will years. say that Aria, they do. They love the concept of security. Yeah, they and will say they love the idea of freedom, and they'll give up all of their freedoms for it. And this is what we saw in the last two years. Yeah, it's what we're seeing. It's in crystal Ch- clear. It's, it's what we're seeing in China right now. I used to say things like what Arya just said, and I don't believe that anymore. I uh, just I don't think libertarianism is ever going to catch on. Uh, we have to take the number of people that do believe in the ideas of liberty and, and get them and, together. And, and that's wor- the only and w- solution. Work with what we have. Yeah, maybe we can carve out one little spot on the planet that can be a free place for people. But that uh, that on its own is a hell of a task. 
with the small number of, of freedom-loving people that we have. But that said, the people who do migrate to New Hampshire for the Free State Project are the best of the best. They are the self-starters. They they're, are the They're the, the, the shakers. They're the shakers. The movers and the shakers. They're the people willing to put it on the line and take a risk and make a huge change to their lives to come up here and, and do something different. Try something new. Try something that the Libertarian Party has never, ever considered and ignores, by the way. The Libertarian Party has ignored the Free State Project from day one. Because they're competitors, essentially. That's the thing. They shouldn't see it that way. Yes, but they're, but they're they do. starving puppy fighting yeah. over the little scraps of food that they managed to find. Yeah. And they'll fight to the death over those scraps. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, there's a lot of libertarian think tanks and organizations out there that I believe they are threatened. Uh, they feel threatened by the Free State Project because... You know, they just come back every year to their members and they say, well, we need more money. We got to keep doing the things we were doing. We, you know, we're the Cato Institute or we're the, you know, fill in the blank, whatever reason magazine. And we just got to keep doing the things we've been doing for the last 50 years, even though they haven't been working. And so, you know, having an actual successful movement could mean that funds will leave their organization and go towards the people that are actually having success. So they don't want to talk about the Free State Project and the Liberty Migration to New Hampshire. The number is 603-283-6160, but you can actually experience it for yourself by coming up for a visit during ForkFest, which we'll tell you about here in moments. You can join us and bring up whatever's on your mind tonight. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live phones open. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. I mentioned ForkFest. It's a great excuse to come up and check out New Hampshire. Spend some time in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire, Rogers Campground, June 27th through July 3rd. That is just over two months from now. So if you are... That is approaching so quickly. Yeah, it's going to be here before you know it. If you're not planning your trip, you ought to start doing that because, well, I don't think it's going to sell out. The Porcupine Freedom Festival has sold out. You can get some last-minute tickets, I think, still for uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which takes place the week prior to ForkFest. The entire campground is sold out for the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but ForkFest is a much more intimate uh, event, and uh, we will look forward to seeing you at both of those things. We're planning on being there. Uh, but again, ForkFest is the sixth annual this year. It is June 27th through July 3rd. All you need to do to attend, there's no tickets. You just have to get your uh, campsite, your RV site, or your motel room with Rogers Campground, June 27th through July 3rd. And obviously, if you can't come up for the whole thing, come up for a few days of it, and we'll look forward to seeing you there. Celebrate Independence Day around other freedom-loving people here in the Shire. And you can get connected with other ForkFest attendees, uh, people who are previous attendees. They're going to be attending this year. You can find those folks on our chat rooms and the forum over at ForkFest.Party. That's ForkFest.Party. So we go back to your calls and thoughts. Joseph is in New Hampshire uh, listening on YouTube. Go ahead, Joseph. Uh, hey, um, I was calling from Waconia, New Hampshire. I had gotten pulled over last year on my father's birthday. Hmm. I was pulling onto my street, so I continued into my driveway um, all along the side of the road that we were on. It was no parking along the way because it's all driveways. And uh, I didn't hear him at first ask for my ID. Um, I heard him uh you know, tell me he was pulling me over for my brake lights. And so I had asked him, I was like, well, you know, if you're pulling me over for my brake lights, then how come I could see both of my brake lights in the front of your cruiser? 
because mm. it was nighttime and I could see both of the bolts. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, the, most of the time the normal person wouldn't question uh, because they can't just get out and really um, look at their brake lights like that. Sure. Um, and I had set up a camera feed, I have a little YouTube channel, and um, I had gotten it on camera where it showed that the brake lights were working. You, when did you well, record I, the video of this? Was this before or after the pullover? This over? was while it was happening. During, uh, okay. He had arrested me for um, what they call in New Hampshire is disobeying a police officer. I, really? I call it a Fifth Amendment right violation. Um, he arrested you but, for not showing ID? Yes. Okay. Um, and then he wrote me down as the registered owner of my dad's vehicle. Um and so fast forward, um, I went almost a year without a trial. Hmm. I had trial finally, it was like two weeks ago. Okay. And I went in and I defended myself and I think I defended myself pretty decent. Nice. Um, and they dropped the only probable cause, which was the brake light ticket. Cause that was completely fabricated. Uh, that was totally untrue, right? Like they pulled you over. It was, it was just their excuse right. for pulling you over. You weren't actually he out of brake lights. that when I took my foot off of the brakes, my brake lights went out, was his exact words. That's what That's they're supposed, supposed to do, to do. <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Right. And so, anyway, uh, they kept the uh, disobeying a police officer charge. I have not had sentencing yet. Mm. I have sentencing on May 5th. So you were found guilty um, for the, of that charge, is what you're saying? Yes. Uh, May 5th, I will be uh, going and filing appeals through Supreme Court. As well, I will be filing an intent to sue on Waconia, um, on the city of Waconia. Now, your appeal, is that uh, going to be based on uh, Fruit of the Poison Tree, uh, the concept that says uh, that? That'll be based on the fact that well, if, the only, um, if the only cause that they had to pull me over was a, was a brake light, then the brake light ticket was ultimately dismissed mm-hmm. for one reason or another. It says that it wasn't... Um, worded properly um and it it was just too vague or something like that you know so there was obviously fault found um you know and with that being said then they had no right because you know uh it's not really even a crime it's just a traffic infraction um you know you know yeah Yeah, I, I think the argument would be, and it'll be interesting to see what the Supreme Court has to say about this. The argument is, if the cop had no real reason to pull you over, then he should not be able; they should not be able to continue to pursue subsequent charges that were based on a false premise of a pullover in the first place. I think that'll be a re- very interesting right. case. So, Joseph, feel free to give us a call back when you end up uh, in front of the uh, the Supreme Court. And is this a Class A or a Class B misdemeanor so that you were convicted they, of? They filed this normally as a Class A misdemeanor. You would have the right to appeal through a Superior Court jury, which yeah. would have been a lot easier on my end um, mm-hmm. because now I'll be having to go to Concord anytime I have to file something. Um, with a they filed mine under a class B misdemeanor. Ah, sneaky move. That means and that so you don't get a jury. Much, they tried to stitch my appeals, my appeals process, thinking I won't take it as far as I can take it. And after making me, uh, you know, I tried settling with the prosecutor because 
Um, I buried my grandpa. Um, my, my dad actually went to Oklahoma, buried my grandpa. I couldn't go because I was afraid that if I had went, they would have thrown me into a trial that I couldn't make it back to. Um, Joseph, you know, it sounds like you are time, uh, pretty pretty experienced at this uh, this whole court thing, and I appreciate you calling to share the story with us. Feel free to give us any updates as that uh, that continues to develop. Definitely interested in hearing how that goes at the Supreme Court because cops do that stuff all the time. And thanks for the call. They pull people over for total bunk as far as their excuse. I, I saw a video. There's a great video of uh, I think it was. Oh, which channel was it? I think it was the uh, let's or uh, here's the deal that channel on on YouTube, which is one of the one of the uh, the police kind of accountability guys that's out there, the First Amendment auditor types. Does he does some good stuff? Anyway, is in, that like pulled from Joe Biden saying here's the deal? It's a cop thing. Okay. Cops say it all the time. If you ever listen to police videos, you'll hear the cops say it constantly to people. Right, right really? before they, yeah, right before they say some like, other thing, like an appeal. Here's the deal, and uh, if you want to get out of this alive, the cops just- say it before they tell you a lot of things. They'll just say, "Here's the deal," and then they'll just go off and make some statement about what they want you to do. Because Arya is correct. Biden says that all the time. That. Yeah. What cops mean, I think, was a, here's a deal offer. They mean, here's the situation and accept it. Yeah. Uh, they constantly, I don't know if they're trained to say it, but they are constantly saying that. Anyway, so that's why the dude named his channel, Here's the Deal. Uh, and so I'm pretty sure he was the one pr- uh, showing this. It was, I believe, the Vermont video, if I recall correctly, but it could have been anywhere. Somebody gets pulled over. It's a couple, and they get pulled over. The cop claims that they had their license plate light out so the dude in the passenger seat he's no fool he says all right let's find out and he's recording right so that's risky when there are cops oh yeah they don't like it you're you're not supposed to get out of your car they don't like it but he did he gets out of the car and he walks around to the back of the car and sure enough that light's on so he catches this cop in the lie because that's a tough one to catch him in right like if you're all by yourself you can't as easily do something like that but because she had her boyfriend in the front seat or the uh, the passenger seat he was able to go and they called this they called this bitch out on uh, on a video stream and she acted like it was a mistake mm. she acted oh well sometimes we make mistakes is what she says how do you mistakenly not realize that a light is out it's a straight up lie is yes how. yeah so i thought that was pretty uh it was a pretty interesting video and and yeah, they definitely don't like it when you get out of the car during a, during a pullover. Yeah, that's uh, that's brave. But yeah, if you're cautious about it and you're not in a place where the police are likely to blast you, you know, on the slightest drop of a hat, then you can probably do it. I would risk getting keen if I was to get pulled over, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you want to weigh in, you can join us here. Whether you want to talk about corrupt cops or whatever's on your mind, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. One way you could do it if you were an individual is to wait until the cop is leaving, have an uncut video, and get out of the car, and then go and see for yourself if they were telling the truth. And they're probably not. There's more coming up here in moments. You can join us. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The phones are open. Number 603-283-6160. That's 603 283 Six one six zero here tonight. It's Ian, Aria, and Conan. Join us online anytime at freetalklive.com. We've got an Odyssey channel. Uh, you can go to you can go to video.freetalklive.com and follow our channel there. That's where you get full 
episodes of the show, live streams every single night as we're live from 7 to 10 at night Eastern Time. But if you've got that short attention span, you can follow us on TikTok as well. Bonnie started a TikTok channel for Free Talk Live. You can go to doing, TikTok. Doing what? Her cooking recipes or walking, no, walking the dog? No, you don't get to watch Bonnie dance or cook on TikTok. Although, uh, she did do a cooking video on Odyssey one night, and it actually did pretty well. Uh, but, uh, no, it's just clips of Free Talk Live. So oh. little short clips, you know, two, three-minute long clips, which is actually too long for the TikTok audience. We're looking at the statistics, and, like, they tune out after... 16 or 20 seconds or something like that uh but if you're you know if you if you have an attention span uh but you don't want to watch a full episode you can check that out she's just kind of something that that we're playing with we're not dedicated to any certain amount of videos or anything like that so uh, if you want to follow it if you're on tiktok check out tiktok.freetalklive.com they'll take you right to it it's uh at freetalklive over there let's go to sarah in new mexico sarah are you actually with us oh oh yeah i'm um, yeah, so it turns out we're going to be getting 10 full-on stationary cameras at intersections now. Who's red, we? Red light cameras? Right. Why are you buying then, red light cameras, Sarah? Why Why? Why do I support the red light cameras? I don't know. You said you're getting red light cameras. Why are you out there purchasing red light cameras? No, I'm oh, not. Oh, you well, mean I the mean, government is buying red light cameras? Well, the city is. Yeah, so you're, decided, yeah, you're not getting anything, right? She's not paying for anything either. But she is the city. Well, well the city has decided to, but, but the... Don't you feel like um, you're part of the city, Sarah, as a communist? Don't you feel like you are literally right, the right? city of Albuquerque? That it is in you and you are in it and you are one with the city of Albuquerque? Yeah, like the Borg. Well, of course. Because I've been calling and bugging my counselor, my city counselors, my representative senators. I've been bugging them about getting a red light camera. So you got this done. This years. is you're, you're taking credit for this. Squeaky wheel. Yeah. Squeaky wheel here. Well, yes. And plus, I'm going to write uh, that editorial again to be published. So now you can gloat. In the, now you can gloat in the, the newspaper. Well, I'm going to put put more. But what's, what, what's really interesting is that. These cameras are from a different company. It's not Redflex. It's not that so interesting. It's another company. And then when the these red light cameras are... don't work, will you publicly acknowledge that on these radio stations and in these editorials? What do you mean they don't work? They're not going to achieve whatever goal Sarah thinks. I don't know what she wants them they're to do. They're going to achieve fundraising. They're going to achieve but revenue. Yes, but that's not going to be the the goal that Sarah thinks they're supposed to achieve. So, so what? Wait, wait. wait. What are we? Tra- we're trying to achieve less casualties, correct? That's correct. Okay, right, it's, that's not correct. Gonna, it's not going to work. And when it doesn't, okay, are you going to publicly admit that? I could publicly, you know, the fatality rate is, the statistics are there. You know what I mean? I need to sue the city because I could prove that there's more fatality since they got rid of those. I just need a lawyer to help me. because I have Correlation is not city. causation, though, Sarah, so you really can't prove that. What was the initial... Uh, issue with getting rid of the, the the original cameras why did they decide to do that well the, they had a election and more of the people that got mad about tickets showed up the people that were angry showed up and voted and people that liked the cameras never paid attention 
I, I guess that's the way it works, right? The people that are upset about something, they're willing to do something. Actually, she, actually, so she's right true. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Squeaky wheel, as you yeah, said, Conan. Yeah. So thanks, Sarah, for the call tonight. The number is 603-283-6160. So just a few more comments here on the social media, the Gen Z story here from the New York Post. I, I said we wanted to get to the Facebook and Twitter statistics. You guys want to take a crack at how many of Gen Z is actually using Facebook and Twitter, what percentage in the poll that was done? The uh, tallow poll? The tw- 20 percentile on each one of them? I would say maybe one in 10 on Facebook. Maybe one in eight, something along those lines. So 20% versus 10, 10, no, 10, no, 10 or 20%? Near, nowhere near as high as 20%. That's, that's too, uh, on Facebook, I, I think the highest you're going to get is going to be like 12% maybe. All right. I guess I, guess I misread this, so... This is actually not per se who's using these apps, but what is their favorite app? And so I don't have a statistic on what percentage oh, that would be, of them is, that would be nice. is using. Uh, but before we get to that, they mentioned another app here they promote called Be Real, which launched in 2020, is billing itself as the anti-Instagram. In an effort to fight screen addiction, the site only allows users specific two-minute windows wait, of wait, time. Wait, 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 wait. We, you just waited for Bonnie to come in the room and you start talking about Be Real. Are you on that already, Bonnie? All right, she good. Stay, no. o- stay off of it. You're not, you're not supposed to be on TikTok either. It says here, uh, well, she has to be on TikTok. We just promoted, just promoted it, this. <laughs> <laughs> she can All quit right. TikTok. I don't care. It All doesn't right. matter to me. If we'll we, just stop promoting yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> if we scrap the channel, it really doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, specific two-minute windows of time to post unedited, non-filtered snaps throughout the day. So supposedly the app itself is limiting the amount of time with until, which you can use until it. Until someone creates an app for the app, a filter app. There are no likes on the Be Real huh. app. The app appears to be gaining traction among college students and was downloaded over a million times in February alone, according to Bloomberg. But what are those old millennial bastions, Facebook and Twitter? According to the uh, survey by Tallo, the former juggernauts barely ranked, with Facebook named as a favorite for only 4% of Zoomers. Wow. And Twitter with just 2%. What about, all right, millennials? I don't know if they talk to millennials. Yeah, Zoomers are, I know Zoomers, are, none of them are on it. By the way, I was just called an old man. <laughs> by whom? By one of my younger co-workers. Really? Who is a younger millennial. Is that the first time that's happened to you, Conan? No, I sh- well, it was it was <laughs> it was good spirited, but yeah. I was called an old man because I said I was using Craigslist. <laughs> What's the new thing? Well, that's that's fair though, especially I, in New fa- Hampshire. Facebook. No one uses Craigslist in New Hampshire. If you want to use you, Facebook, how do, you, how, do you, how do you sell animals? You have to use Craigslist. You can't sell animals on, on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, there's a it's policy ten or what number ah. ten. So, anyways, I had to explain that to her, and I I, uh, I I sell a lot of stuff on Craigslist. And by the way. I'm selling it, so I know someone's still using it. And usually, it's yeah, old. It's old codgers. But I also use Facebook. So when I'm, you know, I was I sold some firewood, and that's what this whole thing was about. But where the millennial? I mean, how old is this person that's calling you the old man? Probably thirty. So millennial. Yeah. So where do the millennials go to? I mean, they're saying here Facebook is their least I, I'm, favorite. I'm thinking she uses Marketplace on Facebook. Okay, so they still go there for some reason. But where do the Zoomers and the young young millennials go mm-hmm. to to buy stuff and sell stuff? Yeah, I don't know. Or, or or do they? I'm thinking they don't. I don't think this is part of their uh, milieu. I don't think this is part of their uh, culture. Mm-hmm. Selling selling what selling and buying things, but mommy and daddy provide all that for me. <laughs> 
If you're a millennial or a Zoomer, rather, and you want to weigh in here, uh, feel free to join us. 603-283-6160. Giorgio uh, Gambazzi, age 22, said his early experiences with Facebook turned him off to social media entirely. Quote, after Facebook, I realized that other social sites follow the same sort of iteration. At this point, it hurts almost to keep scrolling. I feel like I'm wasting my time. Well, you are. Yeah. You are wasting your time. Yeah. Absolutely. Um some Gen Zers never boarded the social media train to begin with. One lady, uh, Zali Evans, a 22-year-old chemical engineering student, said, quote, If you have close friends and you're willing to make a little bit more effort, there's no reason you can't have the same real-life experiences as someone who is on social media. I guess in theory you would have more of them. Well, right? Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. It's weird. I mean, there, there are people that I prefer to contact, you know, on Facebook Messenger simply because that's easier, right? In the same way that some people I only contact via email because that's easier. Some people mm-hmm. I only contact via texting because that's easier. And you would be using Telegram, except you're not allowed to. Yeah, I, I would be, yes, if, if I was allowed to. Are the people on email older people? Because I know Bonnie almost never checks her emails. No, it's more business-related stuff mm-hmm. for email, okay. which makes sense because you wouldn't want to text business, business stuff. Yeah, right. So that's primarily what that's for. But I've never been one of these sit and scroll people. Anyway, I don't understand. Like maybe if I'm like laying on the couch for a few minutes, about to take a nap or something, I'll scroll for a few minutes. But just you know, sitting there scrolling for hours at a time, I I've never understood the appeal. It's that dopamine. Ditto. Ditto. Like, but I thought I they only got about. the dopamine when they posted something and it got likes, right? I don't know, because I remember the, the thing they used to say about the Facebook when they sh- would show you the notifications icon. I presume they still have this. The little globe was at the top and it would turn yeah. red whenever you have thing. Like, that would give you a dopamine hit to go and, and take look and say, oh, there's a new thing. you got to see the new thing. And that's the reason for the scrolling is there's got to see a new thing. There might be something valuable. There might be this needle in the haystack uh, down in there somewhere. Out of time for tonight. Uh, we will join you tomorrow. You can join us online between now and then, anytime you want, over at freetalklive.com. Download uh, full episodes of the show and so much more. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. See you tomorrow. <laughs>